This is Jonah Hill, and you're listening to the only podcast that matters. Gang, we are joined by the Sultan of the Sledder, the Imam of Intel, the Raja of Recon, Prince of the Deep Pro, Ruler of Rarities, the Emperor of Ethical Consumption, the GEO of Corporate America, Titan of the Trails, the top secret aircraft plane pilot is in the building like it's a Syrian wedding. My guy likes to hike and wander. His judgment is Solomon. Both shoes are gas. All caps with a K when you spell the man's name. He puts the who, what, where, and why in Weiner. Loyal to the soil, he's the overlord of Oakland, gets stupid like Mac Dreidel, Blackbird, spy plane, co-creator, and writer, Jonah Weiner. Damn. Barely made it through, Jonah. Yeah, you, I was going to say, you kind of fumbled at the goal line, dude. Yes. This Greek wine, he's just caught in the throat. Pause. Uh, yeah. What's up? It's so good to see you guys. <laughs> I'm taking it. I'm taking it as an extreme compliment that you. Um, it's so it's, nervous. It's, a so nervous, but also it, it, to my ears, that was like 40 percent longer than the normal yeah. intro. They usually uh, you're, you're at, keeping score on everything, and so you yeah. just you know you had that much more um, you know superlatives to get through, and just you know that much more surface area to potentially yeah. have normally, a little phoneme catch in your throat. Normally, these um, kind of come to me just you know like in a in a in a dream. And I just wake up and just like type them out. But this trance. took me actually a lot of last night and this morning, right? It shows. It's fantastic. Yeah. Against the fantastic. 40% increase, yeah. obviously mm-hmm. pulling out all the stops for our VIP friend, Jonah. How are you, dude? I'm chilling, guys. So I love how we also pre pro this whole podcast when we went out to dinner. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, yo, listen, this is going to be, well, I don't know how. We're going to do two hours probably. Yeah, I would hope we'll so. See. We'll um, see. Let's not belabor it any longer. Uh, but before we get into fit check, let's just this is the first guest who ever brought a rider for the boys. So thank you, sir. We have a mm-hmm. delicious, chuggable Greek orange that we are yeah. sipping on out of beautiful champagne flutes. Yeah, we got we got grapes straight from the volcanic soil of Lemnos Island. What's Loyal, it called? What's loyal to the soil. Terra Rosa. Terra Rosa. Shout out Terra Rosa wherever you are. Thank you for fueling this very <laughs> special episode of the only podcast that matters. You know the fucking vibes. Fit check. Just just go off, King. Just do you do guys. Thing. So, you know, with the newsletter, I've been theorizing a new way to do the fit checks because yeah. mm-hmm. people know I'm a long time listener to throwing fits. And I'm saying, can we get outside of the binary? Mm-hmm. We're not going top down. We're not going no. bottom up. What are we doing? All right. The Fibonacci right. fit check. It's a new fit check that I'm trying to theorize. Imported straight from Italy. You're trying to make it a thing like fetch. I, it doesn't even need to be a thing. It's just for this moment right here. It's for the boys. Like, it's for the boys. Let's, let's see if it works. Let's see if it, let's see if the natural elegance Have of you this done one out loud. Because I know you you did a whole like kind of like essay, a rumination on the Fibonacci. Fit no, uh, let's see. It, it was already incoherent when there was a Photoshop trying to illustrate <laughs> right? it. Let's see if it's just as the incoherent ratio now or whatever. Yes. And, what, and and what is it? Is it like kind of like a middle out thing? Well, so the thing is with the Fibonacci fit check, you can either go soul out oh. or souls up. Oh, <laughs> yeah, this is real metaphysical. <laughs> All right. And I'm trying to, you know, uh, lead people along in baby steps into the world of the Fibonacci fit check, which is, of course, preposterous. But I'm going to pretend <laughs> it's not for the next three minutes. Sure. Uh, and journey. so I will, in non-cop manner, go <laughs> souls up okay. Okay. instead of soul out. And we are in the hotel room, so the, the shoes have been taken off, but we can include those in the fit check. Yeah, of course. We'll pretend yes. that we, uh, yeah, let's absolutely that we behave like swine. In a beautiful hotel Let's room. pretend that our conference room didn't get double booked by the by, by the, the guy who by booked the, it for you. By the wait staff. <laughs> Fuck you, Jerry. It's training day. 
here at a hotel that will not be getting shitted out because you fucked us. And that's one too many times. No, they lost the free ad that they had coming to them. <laughs> all right. So what, what's the soul? So it's going to. All right. So, so, you know, the cup, uh, the concept of the Fibonacci spiral, if you yes. can kind of picture that. All right. So it starts off with the, with the feet. Um, I've got the Salomon and Wander, the new cross hike joints in beige that came out. I had to wear one piece of kind of nouveau gorp, obviously, mm-hmm. to be on brand. People expect but, that from you. Like mm-hmm. when you're taking all these lunch meetings, they need to see some element of gorp. Are these the only shoes that you brought on yeah. your trip here? Your week that's, trip? That's the other thing is speaking to their utility. I saw some rain in the forecast. I saw sunny days. I only brought a couple small bags. I needed the one shoe that was going to do it all. Are you normally an over packer or you keep it lean and mean, just generally speaking? No, I like like to keep it lean and mean. I don't like to ever check a bag. And, you know, ideally, I think it's both good for traveling, but also for your own kind of like fantasy. Ver- My fantasy version of how I'd like to dress would be kind of like I realize that there's the 20. 20- you guys supposed to mean about this. There's the 20 shirts I bought that I don't right, wear. There's the right, one the that I actually love. Sure, right. So just identify that shirt and bring that. Is there more pressure to like make sure that the few fits you're bringing are on point because you're coming to New York? Was that like part of the thought process? There was you the know pressure because I mean, you have been introduced to uh, New York culture, which is just taking pictures of each other <laughs> right, and right. either ghost tagging or tagging really small, hoping yeah. that the person a flicked up lunch meeting. <laughs> That's right. So many lunch meetings have been flicked up, and I'll, I'll I'll be honest. I mean, I guess that a lot of people are in their heads about how to dress coming out of lockdown. No, there's this was refrain you'll hear people like i've forgotten how to dress there was definitely a moment while i was packing where i was like yeah i've just a not only been in quarantine or you know in lockdown but been in the bay it's just a different set of rules there uh relating to the fits in different ways so i got in my head a little bit but i think that i you know it's also a tricky week because we've been in this like we've been like high 50s mid to high 50s which is the trickiest weather to dress in that's right but coming from the yay area mm-hmm. mac dreidel as they call you <laughs> that was a good one i'll have to, I have to give it to you <laughs> i'm Love sure that, that you know you 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 know you're not new to this true to this not yeah. new to this well so i mean look i feel i feel okay about what i'm wearing today so yeah the salmon and wonder cross hikes with yes. of course the laces tucked into the shoe garage parallel respect, parked sideways respect, yeah. double parallel park that motherfucker <laughs> sideways in the lace garage respect the engineering expertise that goes into every solomon shoe mm-hmm. ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen <laughs> Uh, moving up, and, and so you'll see that the Fibonacci fit check when you start soles up is very close a lot of to the bottom up. Apparently, very basic concept. It's not an I, I really, concept. no, it's an ex- extremely stupid concept, but it's very fun. The alliteration Fibonacci, of Fibonacci fit check right now. Fibonacci fit check is just a beautiful set of hey, syllables. Well, it sounds Freaking it's like gabagool. It sounds better than maybe it actually is in practice. Mm, it, it's and it's even better in practice. What's so brilliant about it? Right. right okay. So then, so where do we go from? Here? We hit the sock. So now we're so we're spiraling up. Out, we're so, but we're, we're catching the sock. Trajectory, but right. we're going to catch the sock, and then we're going to catch the we're pant s- cuff. We're spinning oh. violently out of control okay. to the pant cuff. So we're we getting socks, socks in there. Like, yeah, nice we're, we're, so we got the shoe. We're going to nick the sock and ID it as the uh, Rototo waffle sock, which is right. my kind of go-to. I probably shot. I might have been wearing it last. You did, you did shut them out uh, when we did this exactly one year oh, yeah. ago, three hundred sixty-five days ago, because twenty twenty is a leap year. Um, I think the math checks out. <laughs> and this is the 69th guest episode as well. The stars well, it's, are it's aligned. Marked, God is smiling down let's despite be clear, being asked. It's, this, it's marked as a 69th guest episode, but I definitely have fucked up the numbering. But for all intents and purposes, this, this is, is the 69th this is, episode. Listen, it's never of the only any, podcast that matters. It's never going to be nicer than it is right now. So we're just going to go with 69. So, all right, so we're spinning nice. up from the Rototo Waffles to 
the cuff means we do the pants. Yeah, because so it, so far we're just still going bottom up. I don't want to. I don't want to pull the rug out from anyone right. and have people freak it's out. Like, you, don't want, you don't want the the you know unbeatable recon to be so esoteric that right. it goes You're over. Our heads. That's the thing. This. this is not about hopscotching around the fit. This yeah. is just about a natural occurring uh, spiral. You're lubing us up before you hopscotch exactly. from the socks. Up. Slip it in. So now we hit the pants. They are cuff. big pants though. So yeah. I, I'm not surprised that you know even though we're flaring right, we are still catching them. Yeah, it's hard to miss these. This is a pair of a like quilted. Lemare belted pants. Woo, big um, very beautiful, kind of like mainline Lemare. On these, it's the, the only Lemare you'll find wow. in my in my Fibonacci wow. fit check, okay, my friend. Coming in hot, I like <laughs> yeah. that mainline Lemare. Uh, you know, with like that the was build- a Mach three flex. <laughs> <laughs> the great thing about buying these Lemare uh, pants with the integrated uh, belts is you don't need to worry about a belt because sure. they come with their own belts, right? And if the Fibonacci fit check included belts, which I guess I need to theorize a way to include belts. <laughs> Anyway, that would so be a problem, but I've avoided that problem. It's a work in progress. It's like a, it's like a French Grammichi. Yeah. It's a French Grammichi. What I love about La Mer is that that's a great uh, trouser to wear, you know, eating, drinking, moving about town because you get a lot of fucking forgiveness in that You get a lot space. of And yet they don't feel ridiculous. Like no. they, when, I look, when I look down, they look voluminous, but when I catch my reflection, I say, no, the proportions are right with these. I think La Mer does wide pants yeah. and very that's, well. And that's the inherent Frenchness, right? It is... It is it is chic, even though we're talking about kind of gauche things like elastic waists and you know things of that nature. But yeah, can't miss. No elastic on this one. Just oh, really? Just okay. Belt. Well, excuse I'll me. Cinch. I'll, a cinch. A yeah. cinch. There a you cinch. go. There it is. Um, now here's the part that I think Larry's going to like about the Fibonacci pitch. Now we. Oh, oh, we go on wrist. We fly out and you hit the wrist. You hit a wristicle. <laughs> yes. All right. So yes. next up in the check, we're not yes. waiting till the end. Now you're, Itali- you're doing the Italian fit check. You're going like this with your hand. Yeah, Where's I'm holding up a peace sign or a middle a finger sure. or a gabagool, whatever it is. My it's hands out. It's just a out. general mamma mia moment. We'll kind of like the frosty, the frosty tall glass on the wristicle. Exactly. So this is the same watch. I mean, it's my only watch. We talked about it last year. It's the uh, root beer GMT that I copped while waiting for right. Kanye right. to ultimately blow off an interview. I had a week in L.A. Yeah. I was not, bored. Why not buy a watch? Yeah. Why not buy a Your watch? Your only regret is that you didn't buy a second one. And that's exactly. how you know it's good. We got the root, the vintage root beer GMT on a NATO. That's right. Because you're a high low guy. You're a man of the people. It dresses it down a little. You know, the I believe there's what is it, a two tone jubilee is chilling back at the crib. It is. It is. Maybe it's in, the, it's in the wall safe. Maybe when you, the, uh, you do Joe Rogan, you can you can put the, the real strap on as as the uh, the um, excuse me, the, the head pilot of a top secret uh, airplane craft that is in the building like a Syrian wedding. Uh, <laughs> I'm air traffic control. Where are we going from here? Yeah. So now we swoop over. And all right, so now the spiral is continuing over right. and it's hitting this shoulder. The opposite shoulder yes, of right. the wristicle. The opposite shoulder so now of we, the wristicle. The, out, the outtermost layer. And, and now, work our way now in. we're working our way into the sole. So if you if we were oh. to do this sole out, we would have started I see, inside I see, I see. Okay. and all done right. this all repeated. I'm sure this is going to catch on. It's crazy how everyone yeah, after right. me yeah, is going to do the Fibonacci pitch. This is the hottest check. new craze for John's yeah. enthusiasts everywhere. From the ankles to the wrists to the shoulders <laughs> to the left ventricle. Damn, dude. I feel like I'm playing a game of fucking Twister out here. All right. So here we've got, um, this is a Visvim uh, uh, flan- natural dyed flannel shirt that was woven on some like ancient Japanese loom so it looks like a rug right. you can see the uh, you can see all the textural sure you know, anomalousness tactile fucking overshirt you can fucking you can feel that from across the table it's heavy your eyes it's heavy it's, it's like a weighted yeah. blanket uh, that's just keeping me calm in this if stressful shot the shoes out what about the outerwear I saw a shell hanging in the front but he wasn't uh, wearing that today were you when you were outside when we were you wearing a piece of outerwear you were just like just now when we met up yeah, no yeah. it's just this just oh, okay. this I'm thinking of uh, last Thursday mm. Well, that was no. He was wearing the Viz last Thursday. 
I mean, you brought look, some big ticket oh, outerwear is the point here. That's right. But we're going to skip over that. Because I'm not wearing it. We just happen to be you near all the clothes I brought. You can't fake the Fibonacci funk. Yeah. Uh, so now we're, we're we're progressing inward and we hit this. Um, progressing what? Oh, inward. 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 Okay. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> we're, we're past inward. the paywall. We're past the paywall. <laughs> oh, there is no paywall. To There's episode. no paywall. Inward. 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 And here we've got, I'm doing a two-shirt. I'm doing a Steve Bannon. I fuck with two shirts. I like <laughs> yeah. two collars two up against shirts. each other. Two shirts. Sure. Uh, this is like an 80s era Banana Republic, like denim work shirt, Good triple shirt stitched. Stuff. One of those classic, like the collars just fraying oh, perfectly. Absolutely. I love it. This is like $20 at a Berkeley thrift store and I wear it more than- fly. No way No pun intended, right? More than anything else. Like the tags that I've made in Mill Valley, California. Just mm. beautiful, like denim shirt that I wear all the time. Uh, while I was like writing in a notebook before, like my pen flipped and like the ink hit this and I don't care because it's built for that. And yep. yeah, I like a shirt that shows it pays testament to a life well lived. Jonah was taking notes it. about like, you know, things he wanted to make sure to hit. He's on. got the notebook uh, out right I now. I was trying to, well, he's a pro dude. Yeah. You said the only other guest that you could remember doing this that got roasted for it was Jacob Gallagher. I remember which, you, cl- <laughs> I remember you clowning on <laughs> Jacob for taking notes, but he was just, you know, he takes he's, the podcast seriously. You think he took that? He got that from you? No, 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 because he was before me. Oh, he was okay. before me. And I was like, that's just a man after my own heart. Him? Yeah, that's what he's saying. Yeah. Really? Like, well, listen, or, someone else is or you could just say that independently, we take this podcast seriously enough have and you pay ever, the proper Jane respect. Jacob really have is you, the, the Rosa Parks of being a huge nerd on the podcast. Have you ever interviewed a celebrity <laughs> that they themselves no have way. busted out the notebook and be like, well, actually, Jonah, I've been meaning oh, to shit. talk about my. No, but I have heard um, this hasn't happened to me, but I've heard that some celebrities like MIA very prominently show up with their own recorder. Wow. Uh, if they're That's kind of a little paranoid, if they're accustomed By to or like, or like paranoid. I got to imagine like Beyonce does that. Doesn't she record everything? You would imagine. Imagine she might have the videographer just yeah, kind of sure. like making it yeah. move because they're just like floating over the whole interview. Damn. Not MIA, that she gives relax. Well, except do you we're remember fans. the whole truffle fry? Like, do you remember the no. truffle fry, yeah. fry scandal around her wait, 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 in, the, in the vaunted or in the failing New York Times? In the failing New York Times, she was um, interviewed uh, for a profile. And uh, at one point they like went to this, you know, hotel for the interview and it was at and, the Mercer, I think. Mm, I thought they were in L.A., but okay. wherever it was, they had truffle fries on the menu. And so like M.I.A. is talking about radical politics while yes. being quoted <laughs> eating a truffle fry. Huge bummer because like they're delicious. So, I mean, it shouldn't affect her it politics. Probably it was probably, you know, like synthetic truffle oil. You know, it wasn't even like the real shit. It was supposed to be presented as hypocrisy. But anyway, the point was then then M.I.A. released tape of the reporter ordering the truffle fries. Wow. Ooh, putting them on the table. Gotcha. So gotcha. Fact, wow. That's some gotcha ass. She fuck fucking shit. threw down the Uno reverse card on that journalist bitch ass <laughs> yeah right do not pass go do not collect two hundred dollars do not eat my fucking truffle fries. yeah draw two motherfucker um, <laughs> damn that you hate so paranoia shit. perhaps justified in that case yeah, yeah. Are, you, are you recording everything in your little notebook yeah. uh yeah right <laughs> you got a little no. spy pen dude Damn, I should have. Yeah. I trust you guys. So then where do we go now uh, in this this dastardly dance? And this is where it ends. So we're basically right over my heart on this um, black t-shirt, Loop Wheeled. It's by a brand that I think I mentioned last time, uh, a natural dyed t-shirt brand out of Kyoto called Tezomea. Mm -hmm. So this is like a black t-shirt that they probably made with like tree bark or something like that. Vaunted dye house. Right. Exactly. Made from truffle fries. (laughs) Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and Jonah, here's the thing. Uh, Like all men, our souls don't end at our hearts. It Mm -hmm. goes to our loins. What are the panties, my friend? Of course. How could you forget? How could we have missed the fucking panties? Here's the oh, thing: yeah, we're, in the, we're in the workshop together, just figuring out the mathematical formula. A pair of Calvin like Klein boxer briefs. In the lab Box, himself. Boxer briefs. <laughs> Calvin okay. Klein boxer briefs. Had a little run of boxer wearers, but uh, I guess we're back to boxer briefs. Yeah. yeah. I think I don't know how long the fit check went last time, but that feels like a, a worthy successor. The, last time we did. Last time we did two hours of fit check. Last John, next John, and fuck with not fuck with. 
before getting into the paywalled part two. Yeah. Right. Which yeah, was that's not surprising. <laughs> yeah. Like we <laughs> know you're very drunk. You have a dinner, you have a dinner three hours from now. So uh, maybe we won't get there. Actually, we have two hours blocked out. So my first question for you, Jonah. Is two hours. Is that enough time for you to thank Throwing Fits for putting you on? Or do you need more? Like, the floor is yours. Go off, King. Yeah, it's not going to be enough. No, truly. I mean, well, look, I kind of... Um, more bottles of wine? I stepped, <laughs> I, stepped, arrangement? I stepped on the toes of this bit the other night when we had a delicious dinner because I had at one point to kind of, like, bang on a glass, get the entire restaurant to be quiet while I <laughs> while I just made an announcement and professed, yeah. professed yeah. my... Gra- I said, everyone, please shut the fuck up. Ladies and germs. <laughs> what was the uptake in subscribers the day after your episode went live? Um, Like, Percentage wise, it, it probably is like a healthy 150% or something. Oh, like, hell yeah. yes. that's yeah. I like that. Yeah. If it's over 100%, I'm happy. Yep. That's crazy. So I went back and I, I never listened to our podcast, I never listened to any other podcast, let alone the only podcast that matters. But I went back and I, I listened to it. And again, it was very confusing because Chuck <laughs> used to take copious notes when he would uh, dial in on the Zooms when we did them like after work hours. And it said, like, we started at 7.09 and then you. Uh, telling people why they should subscribe was at like 909. I was like, oh, wow, we only did like a two minute fit check. No, we did a two hour fit check. It was 709 p.m. to 909 p.m. But back when you're on Throwing Holy Fits shit. in May 26th, 2020, you sold our audience on Blackbird's Spy Plane by graciously allowing me and Lawrence to yell about Thank it. Thank you. While you sat there quietly for a few minutes, I was just like, yo, you got to fucking Lawrence. What the fuck? You haven't signed up yet. What was no. the newsletter before that you were in? Hard, to get, even hard to get goods. Hard, hard to, to get, get goods. goods. And, and you got a few right. words in. You got a few words in to talk about Blackbird Spy Plane and what your goals were with it before we started to steamroll you again. So for any of the 18 million listening at home, and I know there's only a few of them that haven't signed up. But right. now that you have a year's worth of experience under your belt, why should people sign up? For Blackbird Spy Plane, the only letter that matters, the eleventh most popular newsletter <laughs> in Subtext cultural rankings. Um, and to be fair, you know you're you're, you're picking an open one with that. Where actually, <laughs> if you if you eliminate one uh, illegitimate um, newsletter oh, that is actually about a capper who's actually about <laughs> politics, then I'm number ten. All right, don't worry, Blackbird Spy Plane yeah, uh, don't worry about it. is you coming at number ten. Um, Roxanne Gay. Oh, well, we Roxanne love Gay. Roxanne Gay, sure, but don't subscribe to that. Subscribe to Blackbird yeah. Spy Plane because. Yeah, well, look, it's gonna. It, it, you you've heard by now a year later. Oh, yeah, n- newsletters are popping. Hmm, newsletters. What? Well, imagine a podcast. So they say. <laughs> but imagine if there was one newsletter that was actually cool. Right. Know? Imagine Where, a newsletter, but cool. A newsletter, but cool. And so far, we have the monopoly on that. Right. Uh, no, I'm just right. no, I'm just playing around. Uh, you know, it's like it's I it's. Mean, it's a, yo, we're not gonna argue with you. It's 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 a goofy the little Thursday club. Is nipping at your heels, <laughs> right. that even counts. I don't know if that's eligible. Well, or, you know, I'm a, I'm a subscriber exists. to Thursday Dumper. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, yeah, it's a newsletter where um, there's a few components. Basically, like the bottom line is, it's a newsletter that's about celebrating uh, people who make and love kind of cool under the radar shit. Right. Um, and so, in terms of people who make it, that would just be sort of like small brands that we try and uh, you know uh, get a beat on and put people onto. Um, who are doing cool shit and, you know, just kind of in small scales with some ingenuity. Um, and, and, and also it could be like, you know, at this point we've done like giveaways with Noah sure. when it's like a thing it that makes no sense. Racist friends tea? <laughs> yeah. It was before the it no racist friends tea. It was when they put out, uh, these like puffer jackets that were insulated oh, with right. recycled cashmere. And it's like, you guys Friend are doing something. Pod, Molly, uh, yelling. Oh, I that's right. It was a winner. Yeah, that's right. It was someone in the lipstick on yeah. the boys. 
Okay. Yeah, we, uh, there you go. With we did some, some we did we did we did some we did some glam yeah some she, glam content. She um, subscribes and she won that. But like so there you have a kid where like obviously Noah is not an under the radar brand sure, exactly, right. but they're doing something then innovative. You got small talk studio. You put a lot of people onto Graziano Gutierrez. Sure. Yes. That's been a really satisfying thing is when people have like small enough margins is like people essentially doing shit out of their house. You can actually like make a difference and yeah. like put people on and get them written about in GQ or sure. whatever. There's got to be at least a million listeners of the 18 that are not familiar, and I would just say. Think of the unusable recon you get from throwing fits every week and make it unbeatable. And that's Black. I think the keyword is celebration. Every issue or email are they issues are they are they they're not issues like, what are they Technically. posts yeah i don't know, no, I mean, I don't know what the to, word like, make, is we're trying to move beyond he's like, got issues but they're like, not issues yeah but it's a celebration of like the latest finds um whether that either you sourced up or that you know someone else has passed on to you i think celebration is the key word sure um and that's what really what it feels like every time you open one and 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 of course in terms of celebrating people who love that shit that i mean since i've spoken to you guys it's been incredible but like andre 3000 came through yes. and did an interview jerry seinfeld came through and did an interview uh nathan fielder john wilson phoebe bridgers rashida jones ezra koenig so many lord, friends lord lord uh, lawrence schlossman yeah jimmy is i was up. quoted he was quoted uh, and, and and the invitation is open <laughs> well i kind of want to uh, remain just as the you know the ephemera the of hard to get good as a source right? you want to be where all i did was of, of Blackbird's <laughs> where I talked about my Popeye's bootleg yeah, uh, dunks, right? Or yeah. the Air Force One. That's right. Well, and, and similar to that, the whole the whole concept is I just ask these people, whoever they are, tell me about something kind of rare, uh, but special, you know, unique and yeah. special right. yeah. that, that is meaningful to you. Not tell me the story a, about it. Something that you bought for the sake of owning it or, or spending your money it. or yeah. flexing or all the shit that nobody in this beautiful hotel room stands for. Exactly. How many people... Subscribe to Blackbird's Five Planes. Don't worry. If you had to put a number on it, we're only we're only at seventeen point nine million. Okay, oh, so okay, we're, okay. Yeah. We need that one hundred thousand poor souls who are listening right now mm-hmm. to slap that motherfucking subscribe button. Yeah, it absolutely. would have been real awkward if it was eighteen point one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what kind of visibility? Because I'm not like super like obviously you know we use Patreon and we're on Anchor now, but in terms of like Substack, like that information is private to all creators. Yeah, Substack knows, but it's not. Do you have an option to turn that on? No, they don't no. even have that. The, the closest that it'll come is kind of like, you know, these rankings. Right. Um, Which is why that they James are mentioned. Even if there are, you know, we have fun with it and there's a bit here and there. We look at the charts. It's the same thing. Like this is yeah. going to go. I'm going to call our shot right now. This will be a number one podcast. Mm. Well, much on to the much fashion to, and beauty chart. Related, <laughs> yeah, you're going to you're seem to be the most fashionable and most beautiful man in America. But which much, we already knew. There's obviously. also a fucking imposter in our ranks. Uh, wild till nine get the fuck out of yeah. our god we have some cappers on the charts as yeah. well that talk about neither fashion nor beauty unlike us uh, hate to hear we talked about lipstick we talked about genres, <laughs> yeah, we, that's we, fashion. We, yeah exactly um well one thing that lawrence and i do have is that we have our monthly revenue stream turned on so it's public record right, right. you can go on there and see that we're making a cool 18k before taxes before paying the ground before patreon's fucking eight percent nine percent it's too much. It's too much. What's Substack's percentage? Ten percent. Ten percent. That's okay. Lot. That's All right. Yeah. Um, but how much money do you make off Blackbird's by plane? <laughs> uh, well, you know, we like to keep some. Uh, so wait. Uh, so there's going to be two. How much money do you makes in this no, no, episode? We, we, so no, we, we're, we're getting blown it, up we're, the format. We're, we're getting. It. <laughs> 
We fucking oh, you? Are you doing a Fibonacci yeah. uh, yeah, show? Fibonacci, uh, <laughs> Fibonacci RLS, dude. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I, we, we do like to keep, and by the way, I, I keep saying we because she's yes. not here. She has vacated the room, but I do this newsletter uh, with my partner in life and sledders, uh, mm-hmm. Aaron, um, who uh, I, I absolutely could not do this newsletter without because she's extremely good yeah. at the recon. Right. Um, so I'm going to keep saying we. Every now and then I'm going to misspeak and say I, and I'm capping and oh, I don't, no. I'm being right. cocky when I the say that. Right of Thursday night is that we didn't get to meet Aaron. Yeah. That's right. And she she's bummed out she about that. <laughs> well, you know, we both showed up here and just had like such a packed, you know, yeah, itinerary of trying to cram Again, in. so many How many people reposted her photos of them <laughs> eating or drinking? She, see, she's private. She's private. She's, yeah. uh, she, I also damn, believe that she would be the person that would be getting lunch with normal people yeah. versus right. mon- clout monsters. That, that's right. Which is a, an affectionate term I would is use she, to describe us. Is that kind of the... the um, like the scope of work between you guys is she does the recon, you do the writing. Cause she seems to yeah. definitely What's be the like the, like? the person like digging through the crates. She, d- well, I mean, I do that as well, but, uh, but, but not as that is like, mm-hmm. she's, I mean, she like right now, I mean, her job is, you know, uh, the reason that we live in California is she's a talent scout for Apple's industrial design team. So her job there is all about kind of like staying up on motherfuckers who are good at making sure. shit. Uh, uh, Lawrence's laptop, by the way, is fucking like, nine yeah, I would, I would love to. And please. I just uh, ran out of room for cool streetwear stickers yeah. as well. So also, you I think know. it's an iPhone six, right? No, I have I think I have a, an eight. There's a, there's a, there's a button. Yeah. But that that's clicks. A, first of all, don't screen. fucking don't try to shame me. That's a personal choice. We're trying you know, to get on a flow my team. That's anyway. the thing. But yeah. I don't know if there. Well, there is an Apple flow team. We'll talk. That's about, we'll be talk the most about exclusive this. We'll talk flow about team this. out there. This. So this Love is why it. you wanted her to come out to pizza. The other exactly. Night. <laughs> yeah. Well, we could still we can still still see <laughs> what's upgrade, possible to upgrade our tech. We like to, we like tech. to keep some uh, to to actually to not dodge your question, but then go on to dodge it. Oh yeah, division of labor. Um. Yeah. So she does recon. But yeah, even before that, she used to be. Uh, I like to say she washes the metaphorical dishes of the <laughs> newsletter and you and you eat no. metaphorical sandwiches <laughs> yeah. exactly exactly yeah. um yeah so i mean i do the writing i kind of like run you know everything that's in the newsletter through like the strange voice that the newsletter yeah. uh, but you see it as a it's a it's a partnership 100 percent. absolutely i mean i couldn't you know absolutely just like in terms of time because it actually it takes a lot of work to be putting out two newsletters a week sure that actually have some like service and value that uh, aren't just kind of like Every there's some people, people who are, are paying ex- for too you know people are paying for them some people are extremely good at just kind of like responding to the news of the day with the take we do run some essays but we also just like to actually have some yeah, you know, right. we found some shit. We did some work, and yeah. that takes a lot of time. But it's something that she's very good at. Uh, so yeah, she's just good. and also just like on some top editor shit. Like you're looking at like I mean, you guys have a version of this. You're looking at like John's all day. You're gonna have your kind of um, your, your goalposts shift a little, and you mm-hmm. might get you might just stare at shit for so long and say, "Is this cool?" And we can kind right. of look at shit and be like, "No, that's you whack," or "Yes, that's fire." For exactly. Sure. Why, yeah. why do you think that your partner Aaron never seems to get her uh, public fair share of the Blackbird's pie paint? Blackbird spy plane love. And what does that say about the sexism of your readers? <laughs> it's the, well, it's the way she wants it. She's, she's a definitely like laid back right. in the cut. She's not trying she to wanted, be, she wants to be in the cut. I, I, I'm, I'm definitely the ham in the couple. So it's appropriate <laughs> that I'm like, you know, the in the fucking the goofy Photoshop. She's every the, week. You're the face. She's the brain. I'm the Do you relish the being like, so obviously when we potted a year ago, this thing was just getting off the ground. This is obviously like the evolved version of that newsletter that shall not be named that we unfortunately named before mm-hmm. um do is that something that you're like you like that aspect about it being a face being out there is that part is that a perk or is with, that like this is a necessary evil within reason like when i, I 
there was um I grew up in New York and there was this uh like short lived like summer program like summer theater program uh uh like under the auspices of the city parks department okay which was very cool because my parents didn't have dough so like for literally twenty dollars they would pay twenty dollars and like I would be essentially babysat sure. uh, but it was called kids on stage <laughs> and we would do like Gilbert and Sullivan musicals and shit um <laughs> shout out any of my kids on stage alums out there in the throw gang uh, so all to say there's like there there has been a hamminess in me uh, <laughs> there's a, there's been a hamminess in me uh that uh I, i'm not i'm not you know a, opposed to indulging to some degree but that said i don't know i, should yeah. get, I do get tired of do you get recognized on the street now well i got uh, what a beautiful segue yeah. into our dinner the other night when mm. two boys came over and not oh, only two young, two, two young kids on stage <laughs> and i do say boys been, because they yes. seem to be uh no older than 18 they should uh, not have been outside <laughs> yeah. at night by themselves yeah it was past their bedtime yeah that was great we did get recognized at dinner uh, and you ver- didn't think that you were going to be a part of that kind of celeb moment, but you were the impetus, I believe they said, of why they even came over. Oh, really? I, mi- say, I missed that. What was funny was they walked in and like, hey, talking to you guys. So we were eating pizza the other night and these two dudes come over at the end of the meal and they're like, uh, hey, just want to say we're huge fans. They were definitely talking to you. And so I'm like, these motherfuckers don't know who I am. I'm just going like, to be messy and keep eating this right. pizza <laughs> as though I'm just as though I'm low. And indeed, occupied. I was not low. And I think, uh, Lawrence, you saw that one of them was wearing an Arterix jacket and you were like, oh, did you get gorped up for Blackbird Spy Plane? And I'm just kind of like, oh, shit. And then dude was like, oh, yeah, you know, we had to do it for Jonah or something like that. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. We had to do it for, do oh, it for Jonah. Fuck. They know, not only do they know Blackbird's Pipeline, but they yeah, know the real that's man. That's you do it oh, for yeah. the gram. You're going to see some, like, yo, so, you know, fucking going into the hood challenge. Yeah. Do yeah. it for Jonah, bro. I stole this I stole this coat from the coat check. <laughs> can't afford Arcturics. I'm 14 years old. <laughs> but that must feel, it feels good, right? To, to have that kind of tangible oh, fandom, right? No, for sure. Because, I mean, at this level, all that means is that the thing it's that you're pouring it. so much fucking time and effort and love into is actually, like, people are enjoying it. And that getting cultural drone strike is fucking hitting its target. Yeah, exactly. And two 12-year-olds wearing our Tarex, you know, yes. past their bedtime in Williamsburg. So well, funny. Uh, I mean, honestly, I do think that you coming on this podcast uh, is great for us because... Yeah, thank you, um, by the way. You know, there's... This was like the highlight of, of our May, I would say. Um, One billion percent. Absolutely. You, you are famously... At your own volition, parked right on the edges, as we mentioned, of the top 10 of Substack's culture sweater rankings. Besides coming on to throwing fits going out with us, getting recognized, getting fucking dapped up, getting flicked up. What are your tactics to crack this elite tier? Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, Man, I mean, I guess like the... Well, actually, this is interesting because you would think, and obviously, like a huge part of it has been like some of those super like well-known people that we've interviewed in the Absolutely. newsletter. Like, I'm, you know, obviously that shit Illuminati travels level A-listers. And yet, what's interesting is, and this I guess goes back to the fact that if you look at like who's like making like eight hundred thousand dollars on Substack, sure. it is the opinion slingers yeah. and the essays. Like when we've written pieces that are kind of like a take on how pants should fit, sure. Or um, Fibonacci uh, when, when I copped Fibonacci fit check was like up there but you know when i caught like a pair of fake tom Sachs mars yes. yards mm, yes. and kind of like tried to do a taxonomy of when a bootleg is cool and when it's depressing right. those yeah. actually like perform as well if not in some cases better than the interviews in terms of what like shareability in terms of like shares views just kind of like you know these various metrics Substack doesn't actually like slice and dice the info that much sure. um but like yeah just like in terms of getting a response from me like oh this right helped you know where you don't uh, need a bright light uh or someone's name and bright lights in the marquee to share the bill with which is kind of like i feel like we can relate to this where it's like you got the pod with the luminaries such as like for example yourself or it's like yo the boys only is hitting this week and you know getting a little love on that that must feel extra good well yeah and, and i think it's also there's like a fatigue around celebrities like obviously like anyone who's trying to crack anything wants some
some celebrities cosign and people out in the world kind of are fatigued to that with some degree and they yeah. want just like a voice that they fuck with. So it's right. interesting to see those they essays a voice, a voice do well. Trust. Well, it's almost like uh, those seeking your unbeatable recon in the form of recommendations also want not just like products, but also like, I don't know, opinions and ways of thinking. Like, what do you, do you think that recommendation culture? Like, I know I have friends that are literally will ask for recommendations on every single yeah. thing. And it's just like, bro, like, why don't you just actually or that's try that's 80% of every DM. Yeah, that, do your you know, own guys exactly. like us would ever get. Just a re just wrecks. What yes. stores, what rest? And it's like just go try yeah. your own shit. Like, yeah. Do you need it? Do you need it? That bad? Like, what do you, fatigued do you on think that, that we, Yeah. Well, that love, I mean, thankfully, which I'm like, the rec uh, we have this like kind of like chat room that essentially is for if you're kind of like behind the paywall, you can trade recommendations, you're, you're ask questions. Right. But in terms of like the main line of the newsletter, I'm trying to do, I'm not particularly interested in just kind of like the best belts under $100. Right. Like, right. That's not SpawnCon, baby. Like, you can kind of, there's not, Black Republican's not the place for that kind of just like, it's recommendations, but it's kind of like around a theme or it's five, you know, it's a little more high ticks level. off the beaten path a little more higher level i don't know about higher level which is like weirder more idiosyncratic not just kind of like you can go to strategist or something and get like perfectly fine recs pressure for, then to from face for face creams yeah from amazon. from amazon based on all that do you feel the pressure then to be like extra esoteric not that you're ever going to do anything that's not genuine to like your experience and how you and erin discover john's but like there is an expectation and a bar that you set for yourself that is quite high and i think james and I struggle with this as well, whether it's something as like obvious and tangible as like what links are going in this week's Thursday dumper or just like the kind of gen general vibe of like, you know, doing a, a podcast. But like, yeah, does do you feel like, you know, at a certain point, it's like, holy shit, like what people expect from me is like too much. No, I mean, I think it's, if anything, it's an expectation that we set for ourselves. It's kind of like there's no point in doing this if we don't think that it's like cool and delivering something that's special and weird. And so it's. That's why it takes work is because it's true. If you More work kind of, than people would probably realize, which I think is a com, you know, it would be a criticism that we get too. where it's like, this is harder than it might seem. You know, guys like us, we're so good at what we do. You're so easy. Well, you especially, you guys are extremely good at making the, it look the easy. The three only men in America <laughs> yeah, right. good, uh 2020 are just here to complain about how <laughs> exactly. motherfuckers don't appreciate this shit. The, yeah, exactly. No, I mean, I feel that's that's what's so cool is I feel totally appreciated. And by the way, for anyone at home who is wondering, uh, when I was at dinner with these guys, they're extremely boring. They weren't funny. Uh, just to let you know that when the yeah. mics are on, they are working so hard. Yeah, that wine was really good, though. Yeah, it was really good. Dinner sucks so, so bad. We, we could only hang out till 3 a.m. <laughs> obviously <laughs> obviously just playing around. Was that the only time that you've ever been recognized off the street? No, no what's happening? No, what's I mean? Well, look, I've been locked inside my house for you know the last year, Very but true. but sure. but it was satisfying. Um, I guess if you go to the right neighborhood, uh, <laughs> there must be a little Blackbird Spy Plane hotspots <laughs> because like right before Aaron and I came out here for this trip, uh, we went to like our first, essentially the first party we've been to uh, since lockdown uh, in Social San Francisco. Masked yeah, up, yeah. Well, it was like Maxed. a lot of people were kind of like they'd had shot number one. It was kind of like in that canyon between a lot of people's shot number one and shot number two. So you know. Some of the masks were staying down a little, right, right, right. maybe a little recklessly low, but it was like this sidewalk kind of like, you know, party where someone was DJing and there were oysters and there were orange wines, Ooh. et cetera. It was an extremely spy plane throwing right. fits yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of engagement. Um, and I was wearing this like orange bucket hat that I wear in a lot of the photoshops. And so that, so even though I was wearing a mask, like homie uh, in front of me online to get the oysters kind of like gave me a triple take. The and he was, was like, a beacon. he was he like, was do like you like do Blackbird spy plane? And I was like in inward outwardly. I'm like, Oh yeah, thank you. But inwardly, I'm like, it's so dope. It's like the first <laughs> right. dude. Well, to, you're great. I mean, you're you going to be gracious. What are you? You're not going to like big dick. A guy. Oh, I don't mean being a dick. I just mean inside. I was like, Holy shit. Like, yeah. My little newsletter More actually there. has readers. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, so that was dope. So I've uh, been recognized a couple times on this trip. Um, That's not what it's about, though. 
what it well, is. What well, it is. <laughs> no, it's, it's absolutely not what it's about. And again, I think as long as kind a, of... is it, was he a paying subscriber? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Show me your credentials before I, I app you. What's your email? Let me look at <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's up, man? What's your name? No, no, no. But what's your email? Yeah, yeah, One exactly. second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. We, we don't have much more to say to each yeah. other. Um, going back to kind of Lawrence's question about like always kind of had to up the bar about, you know, the esoteric nature of your recommendations and just like the nicheness. Because, yeah, like we're not going to be like, yo, go buy this, you know, uh, Patagonia baggies. Like we can't while we endorse those wholeheartedly, that's not going to make it into like the Thursday dumper. But do you ever have to pull back on how turbo the esotericness is with the recon because it's like too galaxy brain or too nuanced for the unwashed masses? Yeah. Falling on deaf ears or whatever. No, I mean, I don't think so. You know, you just kind of like throw shit out with enthusiasm and trust that that enthusiasm is going to resonate with people. Um, so I don't think that, yeah, I mean, if something's kind of being made at any kind of scale, it's not going to be, I mean, it's, it's not, we're not like an avant-garde fashion newsletter. Right. So we're not to trying clear. to put people onto yeah. like, you know, strange sculptural things. It's more so just kind of like, I mean, ideally like, just like, oh, this was handmade in the foothills of Bulgaria mm, by some fucking, what are you talking you know? about? I need to know about this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> sounds yeah, but, that but sounds I mean, that's hard. like, why would I back off that? It's just great. Right. Yeah. Like handmade, like everyone wants something handmade in the foothills of Bulgaria. Of course, dude. <laughs> Does Bulgaria, Bulgaria have foothills? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, real quick, I ghetto applauded. God is ass, but I do salute um, the sun god Helios, who's currently roasting you. The sun just came out. Yeah. Uh, do you need to pull that shut? I, no, I feel like you're I'm baking. I'm good, dude. I'm feeling great. I'm, I'm trying to be a good to host, and I just want to be sure you're Shout comfortable because you just dude, Rod just god. came out and roasted lit you up. Yeah, um, <laughs> so you are parked right outside the top ten. What are you going to do when you do crack the top ten? Which could be. Yeah. On February 25th, 26th. Like, do you have a do you have a bottle of Dom on ice? Like, what are yeah. we doing? Mm. For the haters and losers. Oh, yeah. What did I do for This is like when Dave Portnoy vanquishes an enemy, he pops a bottle of ice. That has your name like engraved, name on, engraved, on, it. engraved yeah. on it. Which fuck Dave Portnoy, but that is fucking awesome. And I can respect <laughs> No, that's dope. But who are your enemies? Gonna be like uh the Ashley, whatever that has like the the cult the pol- the political newsletter in the Oh, cult- do you want right. to call out by name your because I know it's a bit, but let's call out the fucking cast. So with with the caveat that it is a bit. There's two, there's two cappers. Number one, I've already been number eight and I got fucking shuffled got down, Damn, down to number yeah. 11. As you know, you know, that happens. Pa- Patty Smith joined Substack. Yeah. I can't compete with Patty Smith. Of course not. No doubt. Uh, so number Kids two, though, all right. number two is this Russiagate guy called Seth Abramson, who I don't know, except that kind of, he seems sort of like one of these Russiagate grifter types. He's a number two. It makes no sense. This man is doing a politics newsletter. Right. Get the fuck out of here. And then I'm at my rifle number 10 and it's all good. And I can crack the Portnoy uh, bubbly <laughs> in that <laughs> moment. Rain on Seth. Um, and then, uh, and so that guy, I have like no particular interest in his new- newsletter. Now hot on our heels. I think right at number 12 is Ashley Feinberg, who's actually very cool. Uh, but is that a culture newsletter? I'm not sure. Interesting. So there's no, no beef with Ashley, but right. maybe you know, um, all, all culture is political. That's the thing now. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. It's like, if politics are your culture, get out more, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, just go yeah. cop a John. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> go to the foothills of Bulgaria. Yo, yeah. Spend, spend a little money. Weave a sandal yeah. for Christ's sake. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> um, all right. So one year later, pretty much to the day. That Blackbird's five twenty is launched. Although I guess it had launched a little bit right. before you would come on through. But for all intents and purposes, right? A uh, year of was killing it. It was a soft opening, and then you came on through. No, I mean I was really young, and I mean truly, like uh, joked about banging on the glass the other day. But like, uh, you know, when I came on, I was already a throwing fits fan. So, wow. a, so a, it was a delight to come on and chop it up with you guys and hit it off to the degree that we did. But also, I mean, absolutely, it was like so huge for the newsletter and put so many people onto it who get a kick out of it. So, absolutely, yeah, thank you. Flip that you out. Doing, thank you very exactly. much. You've been doing, um, I mean, multiple sledders a week. What was your favorite sledder issue of the past year? Ooh. 
Ooh. Oh, wow. Damn. Inclusive of both the interviews about John's yeah. rarities and the essays and the Rex. Yeah, play favorites What's with, with your kit. Should I pick one interview and one essay, maybe? Since sure, yeah. I just can, pick one. I think, yeah. hold on, let's confirm. I think, can we, yeah. can we uh, confirm? Uh, that's, that's a Fibonacci I, I think, sletter fit hold check. On. Let's check with, yeah, I think we can allow that. Uh, yeah, okay, we'll let that rock. Sure. Uh, we only have <laughs> three and a half more hours. So, yeah, yeah, okay. That's fine. Sure. Um... I, well, let's see. I mean, so many, the thing is, like, is I know you oftentimes like to ask people kind of like, what's the worst interview you've done? Uh, obviously, that doesn't exist with Blackbird 5 million because I'm only hitting up people who no I else. think are no right. else. No only, else. What do you say? Goats only. Goats only. People who are, you know, either, you know, I know from kind of, you know, writing about them in past years. But anyway, so I'll just say there's no... I would say that I have a probably a special You're trying fondness. to get ahead of the follow up. <laughs> no, no, Andre three thousand about to text like, bro, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, was exactly. Damn, dude, Let's I heard see, you on my I mean, favorite podcast talking shit. The biggest kick out of Seinfeld would be kind of like an obvious answer sure. uh, because I've loved that dude since I was eleven, watching his sitcom and having my my sense of humor formed by that show. Absolutely, uh, which not many people can say. Right. No, a little right. little cult hit yeah. sitcom from the nineties. <laughs> um, but that, but probably actually the legit version of that would be Nathan Fielder, mm, uh, yeah, who like came on really early. I think that I hit him up even before the newsletter launched. I just like sent Nathan a text. I was like, dude, it's like two years since we talked to each other, but I'm launching this newsletter. Uh, all you have to do is like. Tell me about like a rare thing you have. Ice. <laughs> and he was at that point, no one knew about this, including myself. He was in the edit for John Wilson's show, which oh, he's, wow. which Nathan's a producer on. And he was like, yeah, let me take a break from this. It sounds fun. And he had his parents like back in Vancouver rummaging through his childhood possessions, Incredible. sending him photos of shit. I mean, he really like went all out and wound up choosing this magic trick. So Nathan's like, I mean, if, for anyone who doesn't know, Nathan Fielder is a brilliant semi-cult comedian who had a show called Nathan For You uh, on Comedy Central, which is a fucking a pure, pure genius, pure classic. Uh, and he used to be a magician. Mm -hmm. And so he found this like magic trick that he used to sell to Canadian ravers <laughs> at a magic store in the mall in Vancouver. So he worked at a mall in high school and there was this one magic trick that like made it look as though you were passing like a ball of light yeah. um, uh, through your fingers. And of course, ravers caught wind of it, had no interest in magic, but yo, this will look uh, yeah. sick at a Canadian rave. Yeah. So all these Canadian On ravers Canadian came drugs. in. Yeah. And like Nathan talked about, like these ravers the cyber gods like, are going to lose their shit at when they see this. Exactly. So, so that, Seth, anyway, Seth that was Rogan. a fun one. And what was cool about that too is like, I feel like Nathan Fielder doesn't, or maybe this is just my perception of him, but when I read an interview with him or, or consume any content that he's related to, you're like, okay, there's no element of sincerity, or there's always an element of sincerity. That's why it's good. He's but like, on. what was, he's on, right? And what was sick about that newsletter is like, oh, this really feels like a conversation with the man right right versus the character or what people expect well asking people about just a thing they love that means something to them is so i mean it's so simple and yet it is exactly the kind of it way breaks, to get at that yeah to get out of side of someone that they just a they're happy to talk about it because no one's fucking asking them questions sure. about that they're just asking oh what are you working on etc uh and yeah it just yeah it it, it it allows them to kind of just like show off some interest of theirs that they haven't talked about so before. then here's the follow-up there is there and this is real quick not to get back to the rankings of your favorite stuff but is there a separation between Jonah Weiner and Blackbird Spy Plane because like the pod we did before was almost about like you the writer the profile the profiler writer. Yeah. and now we have you and Aaron right as this kind of you know two-headed beast of the sledder game do you is there a division between you the guy and, and and Blackbird Spy Plane like have you have you thought about that Oh no, I mean totally and part I mean part of the the function of like the strange voice of the newsletter is A to keep it fun for myself, but also I think yeah, to have like a little shifting of gears in my brain. 
um, because it is useful to kind of go into a just a little bit of a persona. Just a little bit of a persona. It's the Jimmy and Larry versus the Lawrence and James. It's the you know the mock three recon. I've lost. I've lost the plot. I can't separate them anymore. Yeah, having like a having like a goofy intelligence themed pseudonym like helps with that. I just screamed my mom's face earlier. How much money do you make? Um. Is Nathan Fielder a subscriber? If not, who are your most famous subscribers? Wait, wait, wait we need to hear his favorite uh, non. Uh, so Nathan Fielder and Seinfeld. Oh, right, one A, one B, and then what was non? The, uh, what was the favorite that's essay? A little, or that's a little sneak peek at the upcoming question. Mm. <laughs> at home, wow. I can just mental prep on that one yeah. while I answer. Well, I, I guess like the essay that that kind of strikes I, this really resonated with people. I think a lot of people. This actually got passed around a lot despite or because of how strange it was. But at the end of 2020 um, did this essay about the kind of like trying to suss out a distinction between cursed Gorp yes, and right. blessed Gorp. Corpo Gorpo um, and- yeah. Corpo Gorpo just kind of like Beef. different mentalities. Yeah. Like uh, Gorp that's sort of put to the service of literal defense contracts, just kind of like in, in this year in which kind of outerwear and outdoor gear got so big and some people got into it. Um, I mean, one thing about the actors, newsletter, yeah. generally speaking, bad is we actors. love Gorp and also just kind of like, and this is another thing actually that I kind of learned from listening to Throwing Fits. Thank There's you. an audience for people who both care about Johns, but also care about politics, who care about Medicare for all as a human right, right. et cetera. Like you guys kind of showed me, no, these dudes will talk about in the same breath, right. uh, a pair of Lemaire pants. intrinsically linked, but they can be you know, we, they can be woven together. And there's an audience who sees no kind of whiplash right. in going from one right. to the other. So this was an stick essay that John's, was. Stick to John's bro. Yeah, no, stick, there are stick to Gorp. Stick to the sticks. But yeah. so I was just trying to think like stick in a, in a non-hectoring kind of like non-didactic way. Okay. Like what is this, what is the ideal use for like outdoor gear and not on some just kind of a pure like, well, it's to get outside and hike, right. but trying to like think about what it means to actually be out in nature and have your kind of ego sublimated in the face of the redwoods etc so i was trying to kind of weave politics through this like weird sci-fi avatar parable it was right. very demented obviously like <laughs> fun um and weird and demented, like tongue-in-cheek absolutely i hopefully not yeah, cursed. hopefully difference. not cursed but no and that essay like did really well so that would be one like and i did all these photoshops to illustrate it with the gorbo boros which is like an arcteryx <laughs> eating great. its own tail right. it really to me it distilled like how lunatic relatively speaking how lunatic can I get with Blackbird's Spy Plane and still have people be like, wow, this is special and fun and weird right. and fuck with it. And that one did so well. That, that one has a special place in my heart. people might have been sharing that, though? would be like, this guy is insane. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. But in part, this it's also like to Seth Rogen. What? <laughs> a lot of people like he yeah. freed his mind a little too hard. I think you got I mean, you know, this like Smoked going back to like Tumblr mid 2000s. Like there was a moment in recent memory when the Internet was weirder than it is now. Sure. And I think part of the appeal of Blackbird's Spy Plane. And I don't want to like overstate the weirdness. because I think a lot of people are like, well, Blackbird's Spy Plane, the voice is so demented and deranged. Mm-hmm. Right. And on the one hand, it is silly and there's a lot of all caps, and all caps like text and a lot of like bolding and slang, which not be unfamiliar to anyone who listens to this podcast. And yet at the same time, it's not like a fucking like it's not like an a like uh, an obscure unhinged. like wall. It's not unhinged. It's just kind of like it's just lively. And it's fun. Right. I think like a little much uh, a little bit too much gets made of kind of the um, the voice. But anyway, but that's really? it. It's also. Well, well like critics, haters. No, no, just just kind yeah, of like expand upon that. Hey, that's like, or, or do people? Because the voice is a signature. Because you're not going to read. That's a um, competitive advantage. Or I guess you could argue, and I'm sure people say this about us, or four pins, or the drunken canal, or whatever. But like, there's probably people that might ding it, right? Sure. An older, lamer, corny motherfucker. Uh, by definition, anyone dinging what, what, what it is lame. <laughs> uh, no, I, mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is obviously the voice is like is is not normal. But it's all. I guess what I'm trying to say is it's not impenetrable. You spend. Mm-hmm. You read one, you yeah. kind of like, you might not get every third reference, but stick around long enough. And right. and by the way, yeah. I think that 
same thing with you guys. That's going to only kind of make people fuck with the, the people who stick around, yeah. who get through one, feel like they're kind of in, you know, in a, just, in a club. Just the other day, someone was like, uh, hey, I just started listening to the podcast. What's up with this Our Legacy brand? It's oh, like, yo, yeah, yeah. stick around. Yeah, like, can someone explain <laughs> oh, what is Our Legacy? That's the perfect question. Uh, let stick me go to Reddit around. and figure this out. <laughs> so I don't even remember if I was halfway through answering a question, did, did, but did, yeah. does because you're you're you made a career off like uh like profiling and nonfiction does kind of doing these personal essays. Is this like a release to you? Have you always kind of needed this? Is this just a, like a format that you've done in your own spare time that now you're putting out in the world? Yeah, I think that I never found like I never really wrote about fashion um, in terms of like my profiles. I did like a hood by air, like, sh you know, Shane interview really small for the Times magazine years ago. But for the most part, it wasn't something that I ever found my way into. Like, I, I it was much easier for me for whatever reason to write about musicians, write about filmmakers, write about artists than it has been to write about clothes. And part of the voice of the newsletter is just me finding a way to kind of not take it too seriously, right. not have to kind of be like, okay, how would I explain what hood by air does to New York times magazine readership sure. and just kind of come at it from another angle. But, but yeah, to your question, it's shit that I've cared about way too much for like a long time, but it's never really manifested. So it's in a release. My, like, it's a release, yeah. which I guess yeah. is why, like, well, that's why you do it. Cause it's yeah. like, you know, it's not just about the money, something I care about. And I thought about your brain out onto the fucking and spurting your brain out onto the page. Yeah. Um, you, you talked about the voice, which has obviously become like a, a signature, uh, aspect and facet of the newsletter and of Jonah Weiner and Aaron, obviously, um, as well. How do you fend off the imitators who are clearly just coasting in the Blackbird spy plane jet stream, which like we're no stranger to that. Yeah. Right. Like things that we've said. Has Welcome become, to the big show, dude. That's what like, are you flattered? Yeah. Are you like concerned? Like, how do you mentally and uh, just like deal, deal with that strategically even? I, well, I mean, it's. Uh, I, I, I would question the premise of the question only in that, like there's, I don't think there's any, no one's kind of doing like a wholesale ripoff. I've, I've seen things every now and then where I'm like that in a very flattering way. I wonder if Blackboard's Pipe kind of like influenced someone's sure. thought process here, whether it was uh, like a decision in how to kind of style a newsletter uh, or more, more to the point, just kind of like in just like a take on clothes and a way of thinking about clothes. But I don't think that I exactly, th there aren't Blackboard's by playing clones the way that they're, uh, right. that there were, yeah, that there might Fitz be Jimmy clones. and Larry clones. <laughs> right, right, right. Or even throwing Fitz clones. What about, uh, do you think that you've really pushed the concept of Gorp into like the yeah. mainstream? Cause we have a lot of very influ influential people, big Walt specifically, right. Uh, known trafficker of children around the world. <laughs> Um, no trafficker of Gorp <laughs> yeah. children was like, yo, Blackbird's spy plane is like the guy that put me onto Gorp, and he's been a big proponent, a, a big uh, Gorp opponent. Yeah, Walter's the that, homie. I was with him the other you think night. That you've really been the guy that yeah. pushed Gorp into like this, like credit for into this like cool upper, upper tier place. It's it, are you responsible for Gucci X North Face? Yeah, it it, 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 it obviously <laughs> does not make any sense to say yes to that question, and yet it's and yet like when I was listening to your Cooper Gill episode, he he didn't yeah, actually oh, shout oh, out Blackbird Spy by name, but he made an illusion. Creative yeah. director of Arterix was on your show. Great episode, um, great get, and and I remember you just like invoked Gorp in some context, and he mentioned like an obscurely worded newsletter or something there like that. Go. Like so, it's on his fucking radar, and that's that's a good something I never would have so predicted. You, so you're flattered by that association, oh, but course. you won't like. You're never going to be like, yes, that's me. I take fucking credit, no, but. because I think that I mean, obviously, Blackbird like is relevant and is like. Uh, you know, people care about it and it might be copying brands because I'm um, clearly are copying brands through it. But if there's like some piece in the Gorp puzzle, it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's just gotta be a piece. I, I wouldn't say the word like, but it's Gorp also the reason is, for it. Is it more of a, of a West coast concept that you kind of, as being part of the East coast media elite, you like kind of incepted Gorp into the, 
into this like echo chamber where everyone has like 3000 followers on Twitter. <laughs> it might be, well, it might be partially that, but you know, what's really funny is that my interest in like outdoor gear starts from being a teenager in New York in the nineties and just being in a public school in New York. Crack when, like, in the corner where yeah. Timberland and, you know, <laughs> just <laughs> cracking the sock nineties, baby. Helly hands, you know, cash in the sweat sock. Yeah. S- check the sweat box. Got a knot in there. The size of an Xbox. <laughs> My dipset blog is coming up next, where I actually just like uh, quote Cameron Ron or Jewels on on BPSP. Oh my god, it'd be fantastic! I wonder what they're Uh, like. It would be some fucking Pele. Do you have a dream? Do you have a dream celeb interview for for Blackbird's Pie Plane? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, This is I've been. Oh, Zach De La Rocha. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. That'd be fantastic. What about uh, you're always tweeting at Tom Morello, right? I was always a Zach man, real talk. Like Tom is the one on Twitter, Tom's so he gets. Yeah, so yeah. he's the one who ignores my tweets, which I always send from the Jonah Weiner Blue Check account, and he sure, thinking like right. he might actually see this. Uh, and by the way, that's just because we did a Blackbird's Bible post about this incredible Rage Against yes. the Machine yes. T-shirt that I own, which, long story short, um, is the origin of the Molotov cocktail mm-hmm. logo, and reveals that actually they got that logo from this like bit of CIA like anti Sandinista Nicaragua propaganda. <laughs> And I just always tweet at Tom. I'm like, yo, can you just share some insight? Please. Like, let us know. Even just- your favorite brand's merch was a psyop, dude. Like, exactly. All, like, all goes back to the deep. Uh, so crazy. he's ignoring me. But Zach Rocha would be so fun. And I have a, f- a like a friend who's a friend of a friend, but I don't think that that dude is coming on the radar anytime. I mean, look, so right. when we see a rage at MSG, you know, mm. ten, ten years, years, years from now, now. <laughs> yeah, they're they keep knocking 40 it back. Year, Forty year reunion tour. Yeah. We'll, um, we'll have to give him a shout. If, if Zach isn't a subscriber per se, who are your most famous subscribers to the Here newsletter? We now we're back on track. Well, I mean, uh, probably the, like the most vocal one who I know about because we like at this point, um, there are a few too many subscribers for me to keep track. Sure, of everyone flooding Great in on a, on a minute by minute 17.9 basis. Seventeen point nine million. Seventeen point nine million. Some are going to slip through the cracks and they're going to escape my notice. Uh, well, I mean, Ella, uh, aka Lord, uh, is probably the most like vocal fan of the newsletter. We got to get her on. Um, She's very cool. She's like, you know, the whole story with, with her coming and doing the newsletters. I wrote about her years ago, a couple of times. And I just got this text from her one night. That was Jonah. You do Blackbird spy plane. Like she had somehow gotten into Blackbird spy plane without knowing that she knew the dude. Um, writing it wasn't even it. a leveraged connection. It was just like this is great stuff. I'm so on. she, I'm in. She, you know, she's the most kind of vocal uh, person who fucks with it. But you know, like a lot of people, obviously, who you'd imagine, kind of in you know, in media. But no, your question is most famous um, on Instagram. I mean, it's funny too. Like I can see people who follow us on Instagram and assume that they subscribe as well. And so we've got, uh, you know, the the big king, John Mayer, mm-hmm. John um, Mayer. of course, has DM DM me some very nice words about the newsletter. Um, yeah. This uh, he'd be a great get. I wonder when that's going to happen. Be, he'd right? be a great get. That would be cool. Um, he's he's he knows he's welcome anytime he wants to do it. Um, there's just like gotta I gotta go through the fairy pod mother. Yeah, that's Maybe. right. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, and, and, uh, know me of course. Shout out was out to drinks with her last night um who else there's this dude who apparently gets fits off i don't follow sports at all called hector bellerin he's yes. like a huge football star Yeah, he plays for arsenal plays he, for arsenal he is um yeah i would say because you know there's so many uh football guys you know it's the beautiful <laughs> game that think they're getting fits off hector bellerin actually truly yeah, swag without a bat without a doubt gets fits off uh he would be amazing he's copped pants through this letter Really? Um, really? Yeah. Well, so I heard that. What Shout was it? Fucking some, Hector Bellerin. So, so my buddy Himanshu from Das Racist and Sweatshop he's, Boys, he's. he hollered at me and Shout he was like, he's. yo, I'm friends with uh, the woman who does 1111, who did the collab with yes. Stofa, your yes. friends. 
And she told him who told me that Hector copped those collab pants sure. through the sweater. The so joints with that whole scrap denim. Yeah. Those so he follows on IG and I sent him a little note, a little note. And I was like, hey, man, like, you know, He's anytime you want to come fire. through. Beautiful man, too. A beautiful man. Looks great. Uh, seems like a, like his heart is in the right place, too, uh, in terms of the causes. He He's not just fucking dumbass. Soul out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he would, he would definitely start soul out. So I don't know. I, truly, I don't know. But, you know, people like Ella, people like Hector, I guess, are in the mix. Uh, I could go on. You could go on. <laughs> well, we only have two and a half more hours. Um, but, okay, so I, I feel like when you do ask celebrities, it seems like, correct me if I'm wrong, when you're doing uh, your nine to five, the job that pays the bills and writing up profiles, it seems like you kind of slip in like, yo, also, by the way, I do this little newsletter. Would you want to give me some time for that? When you, Am I wrong? Well, you are only in the sense that the only time that something close to that has happened was recently I did this cover story on Seth Rogen for the yeah, New York Times Magazine. Um, and I, and of course, you know, he gets off it. He's a fan of Needles Cardigans, et cetera, mm-hmm. as, as, as people yes, probably sir. already knew. And it's in, you know, it's in that piece. So obviously I knew that he would make perfect sense. Uh, also, he went to high school with Nathan Fielder. There's any number of connections. It makes sense for the for, double feature, the profile. For a double feature. And, and the, yet, and the addendum, I'm the not trying to like, so for instance, for obvious reasons, I like I liken it to this. I've never shown up for an interview. I'm like, by the way, can I get a photo? Because I'm there to do a fucking job. Right. That'd be so corny. It would be so corny. And so in a similar way, I'm you not can, trying you can get to get a photo with us though. Yeah, by the I way, would love to get a photo guys. with you guys. We need it. We actually are required to take one for, yeah, oh, that's for true. podcast oh, promotion, but don't be afraid to ask for in his case or in anyone's case, I'm there writing about them for the Times magazine. Work. That's what's be been agreed pro. to. So I'm not trying to be like, oh, by the way, I also yeah. so with that one, I spent a day at his house. We talked about a lot of shit among the things we talked about. We were like looking at his ceramics, we're inside he was showing me like notes that he and his writing partner used to come up with scripts and he showed me a bunch of his vintage ashtrays i didn't have room to put that in the piece mm. so i hit him up after the piece came out because sure. i'm not trying to make it fucking weird right. no. it's like all he agreed to do was the times magazine piece after the piece came out i hit him up i sent him an email i was like hey seth by the way i do this newsletter you nervous when you send that follow-up to be like by the way here's this favor right you're asking a favor kind of well in this Even case good exposure it is in all for all intents and purposes kind of like what a lot i mean real talk when you i mean lord knows you know like the the proverbial like uh someone inviting you to go see their improv like <laughs> the kind of cringe like oh my god i have to come up with an excuse there's something akin to that when you're like hey do my newsletter right, right. so at least with him i could say hey i do this newsletter where i've talked to and name a bunch of people who are at least like make it seem fucking legit right, and verified right. uh including his old high school friend nathan fielder but no i mean in that case it was we'd hit it off uh we got along well enough that I was able to just say nothing further needed from you. Right. Just want to know if this is cool yeah. to just, I, you show me all this, all these fucking cool ashtrays. We want to work it in some I, way. I, it didn't, didn't make yeah. sense for the piece, but it would be beautiful for the newsletter. And he said, sure. Sure. That's my that's my Seth Rogen impersonation. Yeah, we actually have Seth Rogen here on the pod with us right now. Yeah. Um, Thanks, you, Jonah. It was very cool to be. I don't know. I can't. <laughs> Never work with James Franco again. Yeah. Did you peep the entirety of the Cardi collection? Yeah. No, 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 no. He doesn't have a fucking like a wardrobe that's just all yeah. Cardi. Well, this is walking closet situation. I bet he does. I bet he does. We didn't get to that. We didn't go that deep into John Stock. He is a big cardigan cardigans guy. Um, the interesting, the kind of interesting thing that I got from him re like John's that it's a relatively new thing. He was telling me this was in the interview in Blackboard Spy Plane, but he was talking about how when he was promoting Green Hornet, um, which was he lost like weight for that too. Interesting. Right? That was yes. like interesting well, he was point. At, so he was yeah. probably he was at his fittest and his he was in Japan. Swag. So he's in Japan promoting Green Hornet. And I think that's when he kind of caught the, you know, Japanese the John's bug, bug. and like yeah, yeah. went to come to Garcon. I think he told me and then like went to, went to uh, like 
Uh, is that what it was? I don't know. It's in the newsletter. Whatever. But then like went to North Face Purple Label and then caught one of mm, Nanamika or Nanamika sure. through that. And kind of like he has the kind of brain where he's, he's like, on the hero he wanted to dig. He wanted, to, he wanted to pull on that cardigan journey. string. He wanted yeah. to pull because on the thread. Besides describing the fit that day that he was wearing, which was the same exact fit that I was wearing, yeah. there was a, a, a conspicuous lack of Johns in the profile, which like we brought up on, on Thursday um, and also in the BBSP follow-up. Like why was there... As, as a very obvious Johnsman, why was there such a conspicuous absence yeah. of Johns? That's so funny. I thought that shouting out the Needles cardigan was like all the Johns that I needed to check ha! for that You thought one. wrong, you um, fool. I needed more. I need to fucking tug on that yeah. cardigan string. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I guess that's because you, you probably... You Mach 1. We need to go to maybe three. I'm wrong in this, but I would kind of imagine that the typical New York Times magazine reader was going to be more interested in hearing about his comedies and ah, and his weed company and his ceramics. And ceramics are Johns, by the way. Sure, so we absolutely. did have some ceramic Home Johns. Goods are Johns. This is well established. Cush is a John. Uh, <laughs> you made an interesting, when we were when we were talking about this and we went out to dinner, you made an interesting point that you said that we could talk about a little bit, but there's this idea that Seth has where maybe he feels like his taste level in john's or this newfound love uh which is which is very elevated right which is which is extremely tasteful and like very fucking cool which is why we're talking about now potentially could like alienate some of these kind of like every man fans that he has which is interesting because there's this whole section of his fandom 18 million people right listening now that would love to hear more about that and honestly would maybe accomplish the exact reverse of, of potentially what he's thinking which is that would ingratiate him to a whole separate group of people yeah the, and i don't want to jo- the jonah hill right formula right 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 yeah, right, right, yeah. and I, I don't want to put words in his sure, mouth but, the, but what you but yeah what he said something where i was kind of like i don't remember if i specifically asked about either like japanese clothes or if it was in the context of his art collection because he like collects art as well sure but it is in like when we were talking about kind of like that Talk set about cool. of his Shit. like cool, cool his interests shit. that are you know apart from making comedies and he says something like i don't talk about it that much because i don't think it's that relatable huh so i mean yeah. wh- what Did you just said is not an unrealistic interpretation right. of that yeah we're not trying yeah. to put words in his mouth either but hearing that i was like oh damn that's like super interesting to hear and almost like not like a bummer because he's entitled to handle his career however he wants but it's like yo you know, listen, man, there's a whole there's two dudes on a podcast, the only <laughs> podcast that, that that happens to matter by my estimation that we could have a whole conversation and it would only make you that much more relatable I would love to hear that episode to a whole different subset of people. But that was a really I mean, gonna, interesting. It kind of makes sense. We're going to like, like a, you know, a galaxy brain, a list way where yeah. he's like, yo, like I'm not trying to necessarily deviate from the path that has found me immeasurable success. Seth, here's what you're going to do, all right? Um, as, as a fellow what's, John's what's enthusiast. What's up, James? As a fellow John's enthusiast. Uh, uh, what's good? You're going to take, uh, you're going to put out a comedy, right? That's going to be um, whatever, just your regular shit. Just pull it out. And instead of making tickets that are, that are $15, right? Make them $300. And then your fellow John's enthusiasts will be so fucking geeked <laughs> And gas that this is like the most rare movie ticket of all time. This is that your plan. You're actually gonna five x your money. All right, so we need. Let's get let's the needles cart. It's the needles cardigan model. Let's let's talk to the agent and see if we can make yeah. that happen. I want to say that's bad advice. Jonah, how, how do you when you do spend time with celebrities in your profile writing or with BBSP? Like, how do you make them so comfortable with you and with the whole environment situation that they really do open up? I think that doing drunk. Yeah. Well, so. It, it, 
two slight uh, related but slightly different answers. When it's Blackbird Spy Plane, as we touched on, you're asking them to talk about a thing they love. So already right. it's just kind of like they're ingratiated. They're ingratiated. The guards down. They know that it's not going to go anywhere uncomfortable. That they don't want it to go because they're choosing yeah. the thing and kind of right. going on whatever you know journey that you know the, that that thing the inspires. <laughs> um, whereas with like with profiling, kind of where I'm going to ask a lot of questions that aren't about just like tell me about this collection of yours or whatever. I think there, what I try and do is just do a lot of research and just be very thoughtful. Cause I think when, when you show up and you kind of demonstrate to someone in whatever way that you have thought seriously about them, that you're sure. taking them seriously, it's hard not to just kind of you say, okay, consider them, you know, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I'm actually, so, so this dude asked a lot of questions uh, of me. I'm now speaking as like interview subject and kind of demonstrated that they're not out here just trying to get a fucking gotcha quote is or whatever it, it is. Right. And then I can get the gotcha quote right. uh, two hours later. No, is I'm, it, is I'm, it, when you wore I'm them half down serious. to yeah, a Trojan horse it. No, is it, and is it is it that and this is a loaded question in and of itself. Is it that simple or do you have like this because uh, you're a charismatic guy. We're friends. You have charm and charisma out the ass. Is it really that simple or do you think there's a part of you where it is like a superpower? No, I don't think the super. I, I think there's two. <laughs> I sometimes wish that I wasn't like it, like I'm the type of dude you you guys might be this way as well. Like at a party, I'm kind of like really performing, trying to make people comfortable all the fucking time. So the moment they're like exhausted? halfway through it, no, but just like, well, maybe at a party in the way that like just being a party in like social mode can be, but just like I'm really nodding. My eyebrows are flying up and I'm just kind of like, uh-huh. Oh, wow, you're engaged. Yeah. You're engaged. I'm engaged. And, and and so on the one hand, I, I sometimes wonder if I was slightly more kind of like, um, what's the fucking like droid-like or Vulcan-like, if I was a little hmm. more like, would I bait people out by actually being a little weirder and having the rhythm be a little like, you know, just something like... Uh, Anyway, this is not the way I am, but I, I feel like there are some interviewers who are a little just so weird, like the rhythm is off just a little bit that rather than being off putting, it makes the other person almost like they Want need to, to they fill the silence. Who, yeah. who are, I'm, I'm trying to fill the silence a little too right. much sometimes. I'm who afraid. Who are your favorite interviewers? Just real quick. Like who are who's who like when someone drops a profile, obviously Zach Barron, right, would be like an obvious name. Um, who's uh, OK. Uh, but yeah, any, anyone, anyone. <laughs> Zach is the homie. Zach, no, Zach is a long time homie. Um, haven't talked to him in a while, but no, I love Zach stuff. Uh, yeah, is there anyone that you because like that's a, a we're talking about the charts with, you know, this competition because and, you know, you want to be great at what you do. We're the same way. Who do you look to when it comes to that part of your career? where you are like, damn. Like I got to I got to check it out when they drop something. That's yeah. An instant. Damn. Thing. New profile just dropped. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, fuck like. And maybe there's not. I, well, I'm trying to think of who who kind of like does celebrity profiles consistently these days, and I'm trying to think about whether the newsletter has like in the the blank that I'm drawing right now. I'm trying to think it's trying to decide whether it's the celebrity profiles of the kind that I really love don't get published as much as they once True did, story. Uh, which is probably part of it. And well, also now like now it's celebrity interviews other celebrities. Exactly. I mean, right. there's that kind which of like there's terrible. this trend away from the kind of profile that I really like. So for instance, just like this is not exactly a dodge. There's a New Yorker writer. This is like an old reference in the sense that it's an old story, like reported around Kill Bill, but there's a New Yorker writer called Larissa McFarquhar who did a profile of Quentin Tarantino on Kill Bill. That's fucking incredible. She's in wherever the fuck they filmed Kill Bill to uh, on location with him. Um, she's amazing. She only, she doesn't only do celebrity profiles, but she does do a lot of profiles. She's fantastic. Larissa McFarquhar at the New Yorker, but I don't know how recently she's published a profile. Sure. Um, Nathan Heller is a friend of mine who's at the New Yorker who does artist profiles. Sometimes they're really smart. I really like writers. I mean, uh, no shot at any writer, but the, the profiles that really thrill me are when a writer gets out of the way. It's not about, mm. I was nervous. What, um, yeah. let's just say that the person is interviewing throughout a celebrity, Jude Law. Yeah. I was nervous that Jude Law, 
thought was going to be embarrassed by my rental car. So when I was at the Avis and kind of like yeah, starting there, you had I, gate to lease. I think you get a lot of Chill, burn bro. from readers because they're like, oh, there's a personality here. But for me, I'm there for fucking Jude Law. I want to hear about right. Jude Law. So like my favorite profiles are when you really see Jude Law fucking work in a way that you're like, oh, shit, Jude Law isn't just famous because he's a fucking Adonis and beautiful, et cetera. But also he's good at what he does. And this profile cracked that open. It, whatever. Learn like, all that, Rick. But that is, that is a great piece of advice. I, someone told me something similar many years ago. And I and I remember this when Glenn <laughs> O'Brien, never talk about myself, when Glenn O'Brien left GQ and we interviewed him for Four Pins, or I interviewed him. You are I remember, doing what Jonah just said. Yeah, he doesn't I, like I, people do. I remember, well, people care about what I have to say. Um, I remember yeah, some, you're profiling yourself. But getting out of the getting out of the way, like you're saying, yeah. just like letting him go, which is, again, that's a, a great interview, even though I feel like you and I do the exact opposite. What we do is we get in the way. Well, us, us get getting in the right way. And, and there's a place for that. There's us a place getting in the way is a yeah. bit. Right. Yeah. Oh, sure. Um, totally. I mean, okay, so we've we've been throwing around a lot of like heavyweight okay. names, a lot of heavyweight bylines. <laughs> Enough it, about me. It does seem like yeah, it does seem like every that. prestige media persona fucks with Blackbird spy plane. Absolutely, like across the board. We're talking. I'm not talking to celebrities. I'm talking yeah. again. Look at your the kill people, list in New York, bro. The people with three to twenty five thousand followers on Twitter. Hmm. But again, these are the people that fucking make up the you know the the constitution of our cognoscenti. Meanwhile, throwing fits is and forever will be the people's champion. That being said, <laughs> it would be nice to get some of these fucking snobs to come back home again and fuck with our fuck with the TF vision. How do we go about doing that? Wait, is this is, is this where I give you constructive criticism? Because you are you are absolutely our most uh, ardent prestige media persona like fan mm. stand. without a doubt yes, yes. you'll be like, stand. like you'll reference things in the podcast that i don't even fucking remember I, do, I really listen also, to this podcast this is, and we're not about here trying to fucking grab you know homage or this and that but you always give credit where credit is due and you cannot say that about a lot of other motherfuckers even people that we are friends with so kudos to you mm. but my question on the right side of history my question is you do have every prestige follow fucking with the BBSP vision. How do we your little finger? How do we kind of ingratiate ourselves to not that yeah. we're going to bow down <laughs> to the fucking, you know, one world trade center, which I can see from your beautiful hotel room. Um, but like what, how do we Content get some of these? Uh, Don't get it twisted. Blackbird spy plane stays at the 10th floor and higher. There's always a view of uh, notable New York <laughs> city Al landmarks. And, and, also, and also you're a fellow, you're a, you are a fellow champion of the people. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I wouldn't have. That's funny. I, I wouldn't have thought that you guys need any uh, help in that department. I mean, it's pretty illustrious yeah, I was ranks. Say, you're kind of making us look bad a little bit. Pretty illustrious ranks. I think that uh, they well, all we fuck make with, ourselves look. They bad. all fuck with us. It's just that <laughs> no one's like exalting our praises and singing them from the rafters. Maybe because they've been doing it for so long. I don't know. You know, we're no longer like the new kids on the block. But yeah, how do we get these uh these snobs to fuck with us again? Who the fuck? Who do you need that you don't have? Ooh, you, good question. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Well, I listen. Well, well, this, is not you my, this is not my. This is not my. Question. You've, you've got Nomi Fry. You've got Jonah Liner. How do we get yep. Joe LaPuma to come on the podcast? <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Yeah, that All was right, uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, you mentioned how the, the newsletter is an actual like do, it does require actual work. If you had to put a number or quantity of time on it, like how much time do you spend per week actually garnering the unbeatable recon? And like, what's your media diet? Like, what are you absorbing that you can then spit out onto the page? Right, right, right. Um, it. I mean, what's kind of cool is that as the thing has taken off and kind of been continued to be fun, made dough, uh, and kind of resonated with people How in kind of tangible ways. And, and we, I, I, I never did answer that earlier, but I was going to say, but I, I knew you were going to ask that, and I will. This uh, here's my kind of like cutesy semi like dodge sure. semi answer. <laughs> this says maybe more about the state of journalism 
uh, than it does about the question that you're asking. But in under a year of, this is fucked up. And this is why Substack is actually like a threat. This is like connects to actual, like interesting, non-jokey questions about like Substack and kind of like the, some of the questions around Substack right now. But in less than a year of charging for this newsletter, it in a year makes more than I was making after a decade as a professional journalist. And in, in its totality, a decade of it, wait, wow. not, not added up, just uh, like but, but my yearly compensation year 10 year, years in with 10 years experience with 10 years experience grinding, working up from the proverbial mailroom, ma- et cetera, uh, like already in under a year, the newsletter is to you when you when we think about a, your mindset a year ago when you're like, OK, I'm going to go on TF and I'm going to get in like sell mode a little bit. Did you think that you would be here in a year later? Almost I, exactly. Well, I sort of did only because like the the promise. I mean, it might be like. I guess you could actually critique this and say that this doesn't happen for most people, but the, like the promise of a Patreon or a Substack is actually a relatively niche audience can glom sure. onto you. But right. when each of them just kicks in $5, it adds up. Right. So my sense was kind of like actually realistic that this shit could pop off. And is that 90- partly because you saw like what, uh, because you were pretty early on in Substack, right? Like, I don't know. Relatively speaking, yeah. but I guess you're like looking at people in the space and being like, like, or like throwing fits and being like, this is possible. So it wasn't like, you know, you're not like surprised, you're not flabbergasted. Yeah. And yet at the same time, like I could not reverse engineer all the shit that like lined up, obviously, as we've discussed, uh, and you're probably happy to hear again, <laughs> coming on throwing fits was like a, a huge piece of the puzzle. Seven but like moment. you couldn't <laughs> like, you couldn't diagram or do a fucking like strategy plan. We're going to need for, to say that uh, at least five more times. Yeah, before, right. <laughs> for like, for why this thing kind of clicked and connected with people the way it did, because there's, uh, we all know there's plenty of things that are dope that never find of a particularly course. big Mo- audience. Most, I would say most dope things. M- most dope things Never don't. find footing. And I guess what's kind of cool and encouraging about a Patreon, about a Substack is that it allows for the numbers to be relatively small. It allows me to keep this thing fucking weird. I don't need to be writing about Patagonia baggies. Sure. uh, You don't need to do SpawnCon or any Don't need to do SpawnCon. The only dough comes from people paying for the newsletter uh, and the shit can be viable. And that's about these kind of new models that uh, are you know, have pros and cons, but well, it's exciting and it's disrupting and people people, are scared of it. If there are people that are like on the fence or considering like launching their own, whether it's a sub stack or newsletter or a sledder, um, what would you like, would you say definitely go for it? Or like, what advice would you say to these kids? You know, I think like I did a, I did in, in my like non black person by playing like incarnation, I did a profile of Jack Conti for wired a couple of years ago, who is the founder of Patreon. And it did strike me that there's like, the fear I have is a certain kind of like Uberization of mm. kind of like creative output, which is say like not all kind of creative practices work well in a Patreon model. Like right. if you do something that's kind of serialized, that makes sense. If you're just kind of like a painter who wants to work sure. on a canvas in a year, it's kind of hard to figure out how you're going to fund that. That's GoFundMe. Right. I guess that, I guess there's a different model for that. But like frequency is something that you have to consider uh, when you're charging a monthly subscription, whether it's on a newsletter or a podcast. And so one whatever. of the things that I talked about along the lines of frequency with Jack and, and he like fucked with it because because he makes music and made music was this notion of kind of creative burnout burnout. And I'm sure you guys think about this. Yeah. Anyone does. Oh, if if the kind of like, mm-hmm. if the brute formula is just fucking shovel coal into the fire, like you're going to feel some burnout on that. And, no um, and so I think that kind of like, that's why I like this kind of doing it with a partner helps a lot, whether a it's you guys percent. together, do, me factoid. doing it with Aaron, um, because you can kind of like a, uh, uh, you know, like share a burden, but also just kind of like, you're just in cahoots, right? Sure. You're like, you're, you're with your accomplice in a way that keeps it fun. A running, mate. But it's just like, a, it, I, I think that you wouldn't want to like, 
in the smallest version, be careful what you what you wish for. When the shit connects, like you need to fucking keep it going. Yeah. Right. You can't you gotta keep your foot on the gas. And I don't know if I'm like all gung ho on like a new model where you just need to be working 365 days a year. Mm. You know, like I think vacations are cool. Like I love going mm. to Europe in August and everything is fucking closed. Right. And on the one hand, I'm pissed that I can't cop the fucking cop my damn croissants at the <laughs> at the pastry and yet salute those bakers who took the fucking whole month off. Right. Absolutely. Uh, so there's certain elements of this that like, you know, are, uh, well, that yeah. goes back to the question. Are you working 365 days a year? Like how much time per week are you spending on this unbeatable recon? Because it is not yeah. easy. I'd say it's like it's in my head constantly. You know what I mean? Just kind of like in the back of That's my head, like this, like that you, you have, you know, when you look at the world, it's part of your being. There's like just a background a fucking, function. Like Terminator eye. Like, exactly. Like, <laughs> just constantly. Just but your internal recon, recon. is one of inquisitive, inquisitiveness and intrepidness and trying to find new shit. Even if it was just for you. It, a, that, but also just kind of like Tuesday's coming, Thursday's coming. You're just like, just always knowing that there's like a, a hole that needs to well, be filled. And that's just Tuesday, always Tuesday, Tuesday, Friday have, for us. A year into it, have you approached the kind of, not the burnout, but like where it does kind of like on a, on a bad week for, and I think I can speak for James and myself, it kind of be, starts to feel like a gauntlet to some degree. Mm -hmm. Have you reached that point or is it still kind of pure and you've kind of figured out like, you know, a rhythm? Where are you at with that? For the most part. But no, I mean, to, to be real, to actually like not yeah. just fucking cap for two hours. Sure, thank you. Uh, what, I've, what I've had to realize, thankfully, this has been like very seldom, but every now and then there's going to be a week where forever, whatever reason, you're not feeling it as much as the other weeks. And you might even, I mean, you guys have talked about like seeing like the Patreon numbers dip a little, being yeah. like, like it could be three and people. And less distressed in like one second. And again, know? and that's your own, I mean, it, we it share this sense. psychology. Yeah. You were talking about literally two people unsubscribe right, right, sure, and you're like, sure, oh sure, sure. fuck, this shit yeah. is coming down. But what can get in your head the house of cards one thing that i'm learning is like broadly speaking i mean this is the thing this is the dream to be able to do your own fucking right, thing and have it make money right right and, and not only not get like, you remind yourself of that while telling yourself some weeks are going to feel less fun right. than others some are going to feel more like songs anything that gets professionalized anything just becomes work i mean work by definition is not always fun job is a job um, man. and so like i've just been kind of like having conversations with them we're just kind of like just need to know that some weeks are going to feel more fun than others on the bright side we're able to at least vary it if it was if every fucking thing i don't think people i don't think readers would like if every newsletter was buy this buy this buy this buy this sure. that would feel bad for us so being able to switch it out to interviews talking with people about shit that has nothing to do with buying anything writing essays that kind of keeps it fun and just yeah it keeps it um helps with that burnout but absolutely that burnout that that like you know the candle well, at both ends element right. of this is totally real that's well, unavoidable that, i mean yeah. that that's kind of going back to like what we're saying if you're going to do this and if it connects you got to keep doing it yeah. you got to take the macro view right like the micro is like oh my god two people left or one person left a shitty comment or whatever but going macro you got to be like all right like what how, how's the first year been right, yeah, right. How, right, right are right. things ticking up are the are things trending in the right direction am i happy am i fulfilled yeah. let's not yeah. forget that relative yeah. to my friends with fake email jobs <laughs> yeah. like, uh -huh. all good are children coming up to me at pizza places and <laughs> yeah, telling right. me that they respect my work <laughs> yeah. bro if you're gonna come up to us to us at uh uh, our favorite pizza place, Leo, yeah. or Lindustry, or which I got to take you to. And yes. next time you're here, I got to take you to. Um, buy us a fucking glass of wine or a slice or something. The, the fake IDs weren't hitting for those kids. <laughs> like, those kids were like, "Oh, have you tried the the potato pie? It's like off menu." Like, no, like we don't want to like order off menu. So for some, we were like, "All right, here's a fucking. We're giving away slices, yeah. dude. Give a slice, a potato slice. Like the fucking pope, dude. Little, little, like, sli little slice of recon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> here's a little slice Yo, of recon for the for the long trip home. Try this, little boy. It's unbeatable. <laughs> uh, if you see us out in public, uh, we are feeding little boys. It happens. What are the ultimate goals? 
with Blackbird's Pipeline? Or have you not, guys, not even kind of had that conversation? It's been a year. So have you thought, like, time you know, to get serious, to, to Jonah? Quote, to quote the homie Mao Zedong, a uh, five year plan. <laughs> salute, salute. Uh, I've salute never, I've, ne- I've never been, I've never been a five year plan kind of guy. But I, you know what I think about? It, it's a quote that you guys have talked about on the uh, on the podcast. But that Scott Sternberg quote in the sweatpants. Uh, Arena Alexander, by the way, fantastic profile yeah. writer. Uh, yeah. Shout out. That was uh, a, yeah. magazine. Uh, it was t- it was the Times magazine. Oh, Times. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's cool. Uh, I don't know her personally, but I really like her writing. But anyway, that piece of, where, where Scott Sternberg said essentially um that with where he kind of fucked up and where so many people fuck up but where he said he kind of fucked up with band of outsiders was kind of wanting this endless scaling endless growth and letting in like you know uh, investors who wanted 10x and blah 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 sharks and and realizing no actually just having something that just kind of sustains itself and is fun can be an end in itself a a 25 million dollar brand right 30 million dollar brand which is a lot of money but it's not uh, it's not these vcs that are like we need yeah quarterly reports Quarterly gains, quarterly earnings. But that's like the moving the goalposts, like we kind of uh, you know talked about earlier. It's like, yo, just find your sweet spot and don't be ashamed. And this is like a problem with culture, right? And like fucking rise and grind culture. And you got your Gary V ass <laughs> motherfuckers. Hey, hey, I want you to think your family <laughs> and imagine shooting them in the face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, n- nice, nice newsletter. Now imagine your entire family was dead. But like this idea <laughs> of like just being content with like doing the damn thing at a level that like you're happy with where outside pressure isn't influencing you in maybe at a scale that we're talking about, but just spreading yourself too thin or bastardizing, you know, what is beautiful or beautiful to you. And maybe some other people, if you're lucky, just for the sake of like, I need to be bigger. It's yeah. an American capitalistic. You know, Have you hit that sweet spot with bullshit B- with BBSP? I mean, I, what I think was encouraging is like, or is that sweet spot? Is there potentially an even sweeter spot? No, I think yeah. it, I can. It's already sweet. I think and then once you I think it gets sweeter. sweeter but what, what's dope is right now, and who knows? I mean, it's fucking like crazy times in publishing. Who knows? I sure. don't have a crystal ball. But like right now, what's very clarifying is all we need to do is focus on where does the money come from? It's from people who who pay like and it. and and get behind the paywall, join the classified recon tier, etc. And so it makes it very clear, like as long as that is right, then any other opportunities that come, I don't need to be like thirsty and hop on anything. Sure. Um, and, and really like having a kind of like you built in savory spawn con, like some other guys I might know. <laughs> well, I mean, some spawn con might make sense. <laughs> Certainly like, you know, having a kind of like built in, like no thirst mechanism helps a lot. And, and I think only helps because no thirst mechanism. we're, we're so accustomed That's as metal. consumers of, you know, media and whatever the fuck we, you know, consume these days to just like encountering thirst, just routinely people right. are like, like, for instance, the way we do giveaways is if you're uh you know, classified subscriber, you throw a name in a hat. That's it. And when I'm on Instagram, it's like, Hey, we're doing a giveaway tag three of your friends, yeah. make sure that they follow blah, blah, blah. You're asking people to do all this shit and it's just thirsty and people are used to that. But in the absence of that, I think people are just kind of like, Oh, this is a real voice this is a real guy with his partner doing this newsletter. Um, so anyway, all to say, we don't have like crazy fantasies of scaling. There's like ideas that come into our, our head where like maybe if X, Y, and Z lined up in exactly the right way, that could be a cool opportunity. Like we may, a t-shirt in right. limited numbers which by the way not Jimmy got the first one first try although i did i did buy the first one even though my tag said 71 out of 100 <laughs> we, they didn't go out in any order they, but they were hand numbered well, i must have gone out in some order because it took five weeks to get to me <laughs> Jesus. fuck yo the postmaster general trump's boy fuck that guy yeah i'm glad that it did finally get to you but like that was like we did a limited edition because we're not in the t-shirt business um are there year two developments that we can talk about though like, is there a, to quote the homie Mao Zedong, a great leap forward on the, you know, near <laughs> horizon? No, I mean, we just want to keep doing a fucking cool newsletter. Like, I feel like the newsletter can still 
as many people as it's found, it can still find a lot more uh, in terms of readers. Um, there are interesting people out there to talk to. Like I'm like absolutely just still like I'm not trying to like get into all these like ancillary, you know, so income not streams component. and all that. There's not a podcast element like it's going to stay pure in the terms of what bbsp was when it launched it's the same i mean just, like obviously TikTok? is there a tiktok yeah right. the word uh, <laughs> I, I need to hire you james like yes. it, like be my like you know tiktok Don't fucking reinforces negative behavior um, my mom did a dm a tiktok off that when i you know i repurposed an ig reel dm'd it to my brother's girlfriend and was like this is creepy <laughs> Your mom did. She was talking big shit behind your back. Yeah, damn. I mean, look, you like the, the the ultimate appeal of this newsletter is not merely okay. We can just like satisfy readers, but also like it just like opens up interesting possibilities. Yeah. But I but I mean that in the truest sense of just kind of like if a cool opportunity comes along, we want to be open to it. But it, and 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 if an enormous fucking bag is dangled over our head, it's very hard to you say no to an enormous it, fucking yeah. bag. That hasn't happened. Um, we're not trying to build like a media empire, right? It's this idea of like we're talking about. We're like this is what we're good at, and this is what we want to be, and that's that. And no one should be ashamed of it. And it makes it very clarifying. So, for instance, like Celine hit us up. Um, and really? they were, yeah, like a, a while ago, uh, a very nice French women from Celine. And they're like, hey, can we, we've heard about the newsletter. Uh, can we set up um, a call to talk with you about possibilities? And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Let me holler. You know, Aaron was kind of like, Phoebe File is not there anymore. Like, right, you right. can take this call. I'm you want good. Eddie in this letter? She was, you know, she you, was. You uh, go hiking with the entire hype house. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. All, all to say, I just wanted to say that we are team Accent Aigu, right? Mm. Which Hetty got rid of. Mm. Uh, and we're team Phoebe. Uh, no shots at Hetty. I was, you know, I was into France for Nan with the Slim. Sure. Dior, sure, Dior sure, um, sure. suits like everyone yeah. else in 2000. <laughs> what was that for? Well, now we got our outro music. Little take me out. Dude. Oh my goodness! So <laughs> anyway, bed. they they like hit us up, and I got on a Zoom with these very nice ladies, and they were like, it was like before they were putting out the uh, what was it called night, night poem, uh, teen night poem, uh, yes. whatever the recent the show K. was, and they they essentially like very kindly were like, we have this video. Uh, I don't know if you take paid. Um, you know, oh, they partnerships. About the, the, oh, it seemed like they wanted yeah, like me like to post show. the presentation. Something I, it, it never even got to that concrete, sure. but they wanted to kind of feel me out. And I was like, you know, real talk. What we do is giveaways. If like that's kind of what's made sense so far. If you want me and Aaron to just kind of like rifle through the collection and like handpick something and do a giveaway, and that didn't make sense for them because on that luxury LVMH shit, right, they're like giveaways. No, giveaways. and I was just kind of like, all right, cool. Like it was nice talking to you. Like respect, right. and that's kind of like where it's at, and something might come of it. But it's just very clarifying. Like another situation, right. we might be like, oh fuck, we gotta get this. Bag. Right. And suddenly there's a Blackbird spy plane where there's an embedded video with a Celine presentation and it's going to feel yeah. just a little bit weird. And if you do that enough, you kind of just you, like you fuck up what you have. You fuck up what you have. Well, the, the trust of the subscribers who are paying you their hard earned dollars directly, directly yeah. and getting nothing else except you, like you can't lose this. Yeah. I mean, and you guys know that shit too. Well, that's, a, that's, a, fucking, fucking that's a fucking L that you uh, clearly, you know, avoided. Blackbird spy plane banked left hard. And the video seemed cool, but it's not the place for it. Sure. It was fine. It was fucking weird. Um, Okay, so you avoided that L, but what was the biggest fuck up in Blackbird's Pipeline's first year? It's so incredible that we achieved millions of incredible things. With zero L's. <laughs> and yeah, just zero whack accomplishments. Not even like, uh, an account, like for example, Lawrence and I, we- No for, regrets for, at all? For a period of time, we owed the, the Department of Labor $19,000. <laughs> Thankfully, Jesus that penalty Christ. was rescinded um, yeah. this week. Thank Speaking you. of bank oh and God. left, we, we fucking swerved out, you know- yeah, little yeah. duck, little duck, and a little dodge. There, but for the grace of God, God, because yeah. I'm not good. With no dough, fuck ups like, at all. Nothing that you would be like. This is notable, and you I didn't actually like uh, CC. It. You didn't actually CC instead of BCC. Like yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like a. We don't have a teaching moment for the 18 million at home because we're looking for just some serviceable educational kind of what not to do, what to avoid type shit. 
I mean, no, I, I think in part, like the reason it's not cockiness when I say, I mean, I've some being silly when I say zero whack accomplishments, but like we're kind of to a degree figuring out as we go along, but you're kind of like talking to someone in a certain sense who's just publishing a personal blog. Right. So it's like, what else is a personal blog going to generate? It's just like my, you know, weird shit that I throw up on the internet that people fuck with. And, you know, some things will be viewed more than others, but like in terms of now, you never endorse like, something that you regret or said something that you wish you could take back in terms of the essays or even just like putting a, a cosign, I guess. Cause like you guys do your due diligence, obviously, but like, I guess yeah, maybe something really there. fucked with this, uh, teen Vogue editor in chief, uh, you know, <laughs> Yeah, nothing like that has really happened. I guess um, one thing that I will say, and Aaron is very good at like checking me on this, is that like the voice of the, this connects to avert. One reason that I've avoided regrets along those lines is that while I am capable hanging out with the homies over pizza, sure. for instance, in kind of talking some shit or being a little critical, right. we try and keep the voice of the newsletter. With the exception of saying fuck Amazon, sure. uh, fuck Jeff Bezos, we are a pro fuck Amazon uh, newsletter, and that's very clear. Uh, independent of that, like it's a positive vibe newsletter. We right. kind of write about shit if we like it. And every now and then I've kind of like, let's say, for instance, like we're not a pro Allbirds newsletter, but rather than saying fuck Allbirds or making fun of Allbirds, we just don't mention Allbirds. I don't Allbirds. think about you at all. Yeah. Exactly. I don't You're think about you at all in the elevator. You're above unlike some other people that love but I, I might have had like, an, like a bunch of I might have had an Allbirds. Fat little piggy wigglies. <laughs> I might have had an Allbirds joke in the newsletter right, right. and Aaron was like, we don't even need to, like, we don't need to go there. Take it out. And right. I was like, you're right. Uh, and, and by the way, one that you guys have thick skin, I don't have thick skin. And one of the good things about being positive like that, here's like slightly a gem sure. for anyone out there. There's a lot of modes of being online that are extremely trollish and antagonistic being posy and like celebratory without being like simpy, but just like sure. not taking shots. You like what you put out, you get in and like, Absolutely. At this point, knock wood, like no one comes at me with fucking nasty energy. This is what mm -hmm. I always fucking yeah. say. Only tweet pee pee poo poo jokes. And then guess what? You only get piss on your face and shit on your chest. Love you. <laughs> it's the best way possible. To the love you make yeah. or whatever the We're fuck. But it's absolutely true. Like dead bitch. all like all the it's it's truly incredible. Like the only messages I get from people are like, yo, love the Mach 3 dossier this week. Like they're using the lingo. <laughs> have you ever gotten, uh, has anyone ever fired a shot at you that like has kind of stuck with you? Not that stuck with me. There's like been a couple of, you know, little, because the internet, let's not little get it twisted. We know so what the internet is. There's be a hating ass hater, but it's what like. What are they, like what, what could yeah, they possibly what the, say? I think the critique. Oh, I, I was just going to say in part that like, I think the barrier of the, we were talking about before, like if you kind of scale over the wall of like the weird photoshops and the weird voice, it, that weeds out the haters. So I was going to say it's almost a self-fulfilling prophecy there too. Ah, but, I, but there was someone who- have a barrier of entry to get the narc ass motherfuckers like just out of here off rippings. Yeah. And, but I mean, that said, anything that some people are saying is cool. Other people are going to be like, no, that's just not that cool. Right. So I mean, just along those Subjective, lines. Subjective, I guess. Along yeah, those sure. lines. But yeah, but I, I, I absolutely have thin skin and I couldn't, you know- <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't be Don't particularly happy. Podcast. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, all right. Well, let's say that, you know, it, it is fuck Jeff Bezos over here, but let's say Jeffrey, you know, he's going through his divorce. I guess he's through his divorce. Uh, let's say Billy G, you know, mm -hmm. over in, you know, the, the San Juan islands, uh, you know, he's looking for a new play thing comes a call in or, uh, Yvonne Chouinard even comes and he's like, yo, what's your number? How much would you sell Blackbird's pipeline for? I need to see. I'm so bad at numbers. I, I'm I'm about to fucking under you know ten thousand. I'm about to undervalue my shit. Yeah, I'd say ten ten thousand big ones. A million bucks cash. Straight. I mean, I I don't even know what like, bills. A one million. No, I think it would have to be more than a million. It'd have a million to be like each. It'd have to be that like truly life changing money because you are talking about something that's like very funny. And yet, on the other hand, like 
boy, I mean, you'd have you'd have to be stupid to turn down like a good offer sure. on something you made. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Would you sell yeah. it though? To would it have to be the right seller? Like, what if it was like Amazon? Was the like, right hey, buyer. we're like actually building out our newsletter <laughs> division, and you are the eleventh most popular uh, culture letter. But we understand that two of these motherfuckers are talking about politics. You're really number nine in our hearts. <laughs> would you would you not would you say no to an Amazon no matter what the bag was? I mean, boy, that would really be the ultimate test, right? Since like the one thing that we say in the newsletter that's negative is fuck Amazon. No, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Just so they could like go back to the archive and delete that. that uh, it would be so at this point, I would have to take the L of turning down the uh, theoretical 250 million that they're offering for Blackbird <laughs> right. Spyplane. Anyone else? Exxon, please offer me two hundred fifty million dollars. <laughs> but Amazon at this point can't go there for sale, dude. I don't go ten thousand dollars for dude. throwing fits. Are you fucking yes? Yeah, let, let it rock, dude. Not even each, just combined. I mean, it is it is funny, like newsletters are the new like hot product in media. And there's this like tension between the same way that like podcasts and had had this like disruptive nature to it a little, you know, a few years ago before it got kind of totally integrated and embraced by yeah, like iHeart and oversaturated by like all these guys, iHeart, Spotify, PR, Spotify, Barstool. Newsletter though still has this kind of like a little bit of a punk quality to it. and, And yet it still seems like everyone and their fucking mother whether it's good or not, is launching a newsletter. Have we hit peak newsletter? Yes or no? I mean, you, like on the one hand, you're tempted to say yes. And yet people were asking that question of podcasts, like when Mark Marin was popping like a decade ago. Right. And, and then you saw like, no, this shit just kind of took over and became a new, you know, a new paradigm. Yeah, I don't. From f- peak to like mainstream in a way that it's now just it's a normal like mode of it's a thing right it's a thing or whatever culture yeah yeah no i i think that there's no i think that there's i don't think but even in like the standard definition peak i don't think we're there yet i think that there's like still like because you just hear about like as of like a couple weeks ago uh substack is approaching people with these pro deals right right, and still trying to sign people so i think there's fucking talent yeah yeah yeah, I think there's still, uh, you know, a lot further to go. What about the like on Twitter when you see everyone just like, oh, I'm launching a newsletter. It's like, sweetie, honey, like, yeah. Do you, are you like that? You're, are you stoked because you're like, okay, this is like playing into what we did, we're, what we're an early adopter of, or is it like, yo, it's getting a little fucking, it's getting a little crowded. This is the thing, is it like my elbow room? Launching Blackbird Spy Point was always kind of like, oh, there's like via Substack, like there's a platform that'll allow me to kind of just like essentially just smash the button and not think about anything. And so I almost don't like, it's almost like having a Grom. (laughs) (laughs) It's right. There's like a, a, you know, mechanical automated Grom. Grom. Um, (laughs) A better way to Grom bitch. Um, No, I mean, I don't, I almost don't even think about it. Obviously it is part of the newsletter trend in that it's coincided with this rise in newsletters. And yet for me, it's less just kind of like, Oh, Hey guys, uh, my news, my new newsletter, I'm going to be taking a look at, you know, subject X, Y, Z. It, it almost just feels like it's its own thing that happens to be on this platform. Hmm. So I don't like now, granted the time will come because just like, as you said, like a lot of people who are good at writing and who are smart, uh, you know, fuck with the newsletter and see it. And no doubt one of them will be inspired to do something that hasn't quite happened yet. We're in a way where I've been like, Oh shit. Like I'm feeling a little, you know, hot under my pressed. collar about this or a little pressed about hot it. I heard of my perfectly frayed banana Republic <laughs> yeah. vintage collar because it looks great. Now that you took the overture off. Um, yeah, no, it, 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 it's still like, it's possible. And part of this is probably actually not living in New York, living in the Bay, just being at a remove from sure. the, from the snake pit. I can truly just like go out for my hikes and hit send on my newsletter and almost like pay attention to very little of the bullshit. You're outside the bubble. I, I so feel a little an, bit. It's up. an asset then. 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm glad that I'm uh, not in my 20s. Uh, of course, I'm 30, uh, 31, fresh right, out sure, of my sure, 20s, sure, sure, sure. Uh, only you're, a couple years older than my, the 27-year-old people right. interviewing yeah, me. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, having done this long enough to just like have perspective and just be truly like living in the Bay just allows me like New York is full of beautiful souls. And it's also there's some snake energy uh, in publishing, et cetera. And I, it just like, thankfully, it just allows me to just not feel unduly, you know, caught up in. Right. Yeah. Competitive pocket watching. And, and, and you might not take credit for, uh, you know, turning newsletters or being like a driving force behind like newsletters being like a covetable thing. You also aren't taking credit, which I think you are wrong not to take credit. Or mm-hmm. You are you do deserve the credit, I think, for pushing Gorp into a place where it might not have gone had you not you know, stepped into the fucking uh, into the spotlight here. But now we have Gucci North Face. We have fucking Dime Square Denizen stomp around in like Merrill's and shit like. Have we hit Pete Gorp in a way where it is transcended beyond its actual true function and its yeah. true the nature? Bastardization. Pun not intended. Um, where it's become more of, of a trend that has been co-opted by like fucking posers. The form versus function, uh, the, the balance of the force has been yeah. lost. But and and, and that, that's not to disqualify the actual Gorp enthusiast, but has it kind of tipped over into this like weird territory of trendiness of fucking Lueve doing Gorpy Gorp collections, North Face, Celine hitting you up like and obviously they didn't know what the fuck was going on. But uh, yeah, have we hit Pete Gorp? Well, I mean, I, I'd say a couple things. One is I'm, uh, you know, obviously I'm not out here like spending a week in the back country. Like the form element of it is interesting to me along with the function. I'm doing, you know, 10 mile hikes in the East Bay, but yeah. you know, sometimes it's two mile hikes and sometimes it's just a You're walk to coffee. About that balance. Not of course, like is. I'm into the form. That's why I love End Wander. It's former Issey Miyake designers. Like right, I'm right. not out here on some just like pure nuts and bolts, yeah. you know, <laughs> shit. So already like my interest in out. Uh, outdoor gear includes aesthetics. Uh, includes aesthetics um and 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 so i i think the answer to your question james is yes but in the in the cyclical way because if you look at like new york times coverage of north face in the 90s it's right. the exact same thing mm-hmm. uh you know uh, uh well-heeled denizens of the upper west side are wearing right. uh north face parkas on their way right. to gracidis you know like th- it's kind of oh, th- that, that that duality has always kind of or has long been in this the moment right. this shit kind of blew up in the 90s and so in a cyclical sense yeah i think that like school gangsters you know there's always gonna be prep school gangsters (laughs) yeah but i mean but like right now obviously it does feel like i mean it's also there's such a sense there's such a thing as like thinking that something is played out and then it has so much more to go like we would think about tie-dye like how long has tie-dye been popping you you could have been within your rights to be like man tie-dye is pretty played out like 40 years ago and little did you know so i feel like it's always hard to kind of call it on a trend. Um, certainly with some of the kind of collaborations that you're talking about, it does feel like maybe there's a little bit more being made than, you know, the trend can sustain. Do you think though we're at the point where uh, the people that aren't necessarily using it, that are using it purely for form or purely for being on trend, where they're going to start swinging away from it. And again, not to, not to uh, disparage like the actual corp enthusiasts or even the people that are consuming it just for aesthetics. But do you think we've hit it? it, it it's hit critical mass. And now it's going to kind of shrink back again or contract again to where it's really only dudes, whether it is a, a two mile hike or a 10 mile hike or a week in the back country. What's what's really uh, like, that's a really interesting question as it relates to the pandemic, right? Cause one of the questions is, did Gorp rise up because of a fetishization of the outdoors, of the outdoors mm-hmm. when people, you right. know, were penned in, couldn't be in, you know, uh, they're penned in their cribs and could be in whatever their daily life was, can be in restaurants, et cetera. 
it's a really interesting question. Like how much of the kind of like Gort moment had to do with people seeing nature anew. And I guess the, actually the real question is how much of that will last? Like as the, as indoor, you know, activities reopen, how many motherfuckers are going to still be hitting up the sure. trails? Right. Um, yeah. That's an interesting question. Have you me. speculated on that? Like the, that alternate timeline where like, what is Gorp like in a non pandemic? Like, have you thought about that or just happy to be at the center? Of well, it like regardless? one of the, like a beautiful thing in, in the Bay area that we saw was that like on weekends when you could not be spending money at a restaurant or at a shop, the, I mean, this has its own kind of grim element because we're talking about a bunch of cars fucking descending on right. like beautiful, pristine <laughs> nature, but like, Where's the, park- the parking in this the, fucking the parking lots were like bussing at all the <laughs> East Bay, you know, regional parks. But on the one hand, you kind of said like, whoa, you could you could now see an, an like an alternate utopian envisioning of society where people on the weekend aren't just kind of like, oh, what am I going to buy now? What How shopping I am money? I going right, to do? Exactly. But saying I'm be out in fucking trees and like yeah. learning about birds. And like that was absolutely happening. So it would be great if some of that stuck just for people. I mean a part of the question of people uh, of trends for people's souls. Like yeah. right. keep, keep looking at those birds. They have more to teach you. <laughs> yeah, right. They have more to teach you. They got more time to, to talk about. Um, when's the last time though you, you engage in some unethical consumption? Cause you are the Emirati of ethical consumption, but unethically speaking. Yeah. Are we talking about when I ate a fistful of uh, shrooms? Uh, is that on? No, no. I mean like, did, were you like, yo, I need this one product and I can't find it and I need it in two days. I'm, I'm going to fuck it. I'm going to get some Amazon prime. Yeah. Oh yeah. And by the way, like, I don't even like, I, I feel like the I'm, indi- I'm, a, I'm a fly across the country and, and you know burn all this carbon dioxide. <laughs> yeah, I, probably when I flew out here in the Delta Big One. Big footprint boys in the Delta One lay flat. Woo, flat uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that's probably. Uh, but I mean, I, I I I don't put too much stock in individual consumer choices one way or the other. Like those are ultimately symbolic and they can lead to kind of like hmm. you know uh, wh- whether I mean. Uh, I was talking about this the other day, but like just because you buy like the energy efficient, you know, dishwasher and the recycled this and the recycled that, like you're not going to buy your way out of climate change, right? Sure. It's going to involve regulation. It's going to involve sure mass action, et cetera. So whether or not I actually cop something off and I haven't copped anything off Amazon in many years, but Respect. even if I do, that's a symbolic Salute. thing. Yeah, it's a thank symbolic you, thing. Thank you for your service. We get it, Jonah. That's why we see the Evian plastic bottle. Over there. It's cool, man. It's <laughs> the cool. one use single plastic. Yeah. What What is the unethical mode of behavior you engage in, kind of regularly, that you are hoping Ooh. to change? Short term, long term. Yeah. Even if it is, you know, individual actions are you know minuscule in the face of just like larger political collective action. Yeah. What is the one thing Systemic that you really issues. are hoping to uh, alter in the life of Jonah Weiner? I would, again, there's right, a personal kind of symbolic change that bears ultimately like no bearing on, you know, uh, uh, on, on the world. But yeah. like, I wish that I could go full vegan, like straight up. Really? Because, because I, because obviously black You're a vegetarian. Plane, I'm a vegetarian, pescatarian, right? So I still eat fish sometimes. Um, and I mean, truly on some like almost like leading with emotions, like Blackbird's Pipeline is a pro cutie, a pro beasts of the world mm-hmm. <laughs> newsletter. And yet we'll still like write about leather shoes. And that's right. why we're not doctrinaire about it. But personally, like just again, on some purely symbolic individual choice shit, I wish that I could forego cheese. I hate anything that comes from factory farming. I hate just like real talk, like the the uh, the kind of just, like industrialized cruelty of industrial right, agriculture right. is a horrible for the planet. But it's just like it is capitalism at its most heartless because it just like reduces living Killing creatures. Things. Sure. To just like, you know, fuel. just basically like fuel and like, you know, just objects of suffering and just like yeah. horrible ways. It's why like Republicans in Iowa like banned like animal rights groups from just filming right, inside. Because right, right. if people see that footage, it just like breaks your heart. And just like knowing that any dollars that I generate go towards like that suffering really sucks. So again, that's just like, like that's not going to like end yeah. factory farming if I'm vegan. Sure. Uh, so that would just be like a very qualified um, answer to but your question. Ca- counterpoint, shrimp. 
<laughs> Yo, but do you remember? Seafood towers. But do you remember a couple of years ago there was a New York Magazine article about like just making you feel bad about all the food you eat? Do you remember this was like a couple of years ago? And they were essentially like, okay, wh- what has like uh, you know adverse effects on the climate? What involves slave labor? What involves like cartel violence? And it was like, okay, if an avocado, if it's from Mexico, that's like funded by cartels. And shrimp, like it just like checked all four. It was yeah, like horrible for the environment, involves slave labor and well, human trafficking. Hey, that's why it tastes so good. Man. Most seafood does involve slave labor. Yeah. Uh, shout out Ian Urbina, Outlaws of the Ocean. Um, what is the, if it's not shrimp then, because we know that you haven't caught shrimp <laughs> in years, what is the last John that you copied? No, we, 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 we know we had to bring it back for them. Also, are, real quick though, before we even get into that, are you, have you been put on flow teams yeah, by a lot of any of the brands that you like uh, put on or now that, now that you have publicist attention? No. And, and we tend to turn Damn. stuff down when we're offered things because- really? Because on the one I'd hand, rather pivoted to the giveaway, pivoted to exactly that's how the giveaway started was people offering us shit and being like, you know, actually, like what you what we got a kick out of putting people on your shit is beautiful, but I do not need it. Like, I have right. way more shit than I could sure. ever actually like wear. Like, we were saying, You're I better wear this shirt, me, dog. um. And, uh, I, uh, the homie, Sam Jane, like very kindly sent me one of those Arcteryx jackets oh, that he like, you know, customized oh, and I was lucky and I was, lucky for you. <laughs> and I was nice. very happy to get that. But like, you know, and that's something special. And like, we'd written about Sam in the newsletter. And so it was like cool to get something that his hand touched, New York, New York, but for the most part, um, we just like kindly, you know, decline. Yeah. And if it makes sense, we try and do a giveaway around it. Um, last John, next John full price. We're bringing it back just for you. Take all yeah. the time you need. I did some celebratory purchases recently. Not what, in New York, what, though, right? What you no, I haven't copped anything out here. What were you celebrating? Uh, the new. I I think in my head, like the newspaper, uh, the newspaper, my newspaper, mm-hmm. uh, my newsletter, the newsletter hitting a year. I think that I was like, oh, I, I can get myself a- seventeen point nine million yeah. subscriber. I was like, I think I get some. It, it, it's probably the Salmon and Wander. Yeah. Sneakers are probably the most recent thing. That's last John. Um, I think that's it's either that or the extremely stupid Visvin backpack. Uh, <laughs> wow, okay. you can see over uh, there. Is this on is its that, maiden voyage? Yes. Is that oh, a wow. rack? Is that two racks? What is that? It's shy of a rack. Yeah, just shy. Yeah. God, damn. what's special yeah. about it? Matches it. the it's, shoes. It matches the shoes. I'm, I'm this on is an like Earth their tone iconic. Kind of um, what is it called? This is their iconic backpack shape. Ballistic. Uh, it's like got tw- the twenty whole, liter. Is it the suede? The suede bottom. Beautiful. Like honestly, like the per, the platonic ideal of a backpack. So and that was my thing. It was, it's like it's it's not everything Visvim does is gorpy, but that it's it's sort of gorpy. I was like, I can actually take this on hikes, even though I'll probably be like extremely precious about it sure, because sure. It, it did cost shy of a rack. <laughs> this is um, the bullseye, the sweet spot of form and function. Is a Visvim backpack, and right? I don't know. If they've made that dollars. i don't know if they've made that beige like color before oh, i'm like I just, extremely no i'm just saying like, like yeah. the, i've seen I was it in black and red black you see and it, red. it's a standby yeah. right so i was point. stoked to see it come out in beige because i'm on my on, on my earth, tan on shit. Earth beige tone, my earth tone shit beige boys dust, dusty next john dusty denizens what do i have my eye on yeah what's in your sights throwing damn fits. we haven't asked this question a long time throwing fit throwing fit shorts yeah pod shorts i do like those new colors coming soon to go with the merlot the black or the podcast near you um, as a winesman, I would think the Merlot. Yeah, I do like the Merlot. Kelly Green, Burgundy, and Black. They could go with my Bordeaux uh, Seven, Jordan Jordan <laughs> Seven. Oh, yeah, that's that I, right. Uh, that I talked about last year. Man, what would be next? Man, hopefully, hopefully nothing. I don't know. My mind's a blank. You say that, um, but like that can't. It, would you say that it's probably going to be Viz? No, I like I need to stop with the Viz is a problem. Like it's infected my brain the way it's, it infects people's brain. They they have such a fascinating model where they like get it in your head that it's almost like. 
Because the markups are ludicrous. They're, they're yeah. literally, truly insane. Obviously, the craftsmanship's great, and they're devising their own, like, fabrics, but that's true of Orslo, too, right? right. And Orslo is, like, oh, I mean, reasonably expensive. It's not, like, ludicrously like expensive. the Visva meme with Hiroki was always, like, you know, the same product next year, raise price, right? Just, like, you know. And and, and in part, like, the, <laughs> the part of my brain, and I think dudes have this, like, part of their brain, like, like it's susceptible to this, but, like, that flannel shirt came with a little hand-numbered tag that said that there were only 42 of them on the planet. Okay. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Like yeah. I'm like fucking dumbass who like used, Robinson used to collect comic books as a kid, and right. was like it's the same part of the Under brain, right? brain shit. Yeah, and and somehow they have I'm found this special. amazing shit where it's somehow people treat it as though they're copying art, even though it does not appreciate and value. The is same it way. weird to you that this exact same mentality is what every NFT um, sports memorabilia cornball is also using to justify? the next most outrageous purchase. It's the exact same mental illness. And, and yet you can actually, they're smarter because they'll, they'll actually see a return on that shit. And no, this is it, like, yeah, it, uh, it increases exponentially. This is like a car that loses X percent you when wear, it goes off the lot. You wear the backpack off the lot immediately. Half price on grill. Um, sometimes I like with Visvim though, it's less stupid than that in the sense, I mean, it's still dumb, but it involves some hunts of like Japanese proxies right. and trying to find like resellers and shit like that, which again, you're foraging, is, you feel like you're working for it. You earned it. I mean, I know that that's bullshit. And that. yet, but that's yeah. the greatest John's enthusiast lie or really any kind of like someone who has a specialized interest that involves tracking things down, and buying them. It's like the, the hunt, oh, it's about the hunt. the hunt. It's all about the hunt. It's, it's like, like okay, bro, you're, bro, you're just Googling. Yeah. I've been <laughs> looking at, um, lie you tell yourself, I don't yeah. know if this will be the next, the next John, but I have been looking at like kind of like Evan Canori pants and okay. thinking that that could be a, I, I don't have a he's model a, in a mind. Lo- he's gotta be a local homie. He's a San Francisco. Right? I haven't met him yet. We should, we, we'd need to talk to him and his star has like only risen over the last sure. year. It would be a great feature for BPSB. I, I think he would, uh, uh, his pants look cool. I need to actually see some in person. So that well, might be. You gotta go to Dover. You gotta go to Dover. And his entire, stuff his entire they, collection of, you know, like six, six uh, Johns a season are just snapped up by Noah Johnson. So yeah, right, right, right. Before, you yeah. know, I think, he, I think I saw some pants or something. I might've seen some, I popped into CHCM the other day and I think they carry Kenora. Oh, well, there you go. I think I might've seen some. Do you have, a current, do you have a current grail? Ooh. And how long has it has it fucking haunted you? Festered. Okay, mind. let me get your feedback on this because the answer is yes, but I also wonder if it's corny in the sense of like, all right, let me lead with the comparison and then like back into the grail. There's a certain dude who like actually loved, the, who's older than us, who loved the Ramones and wanted a dead stock Ramones shirt, even though at this point that should become a fucking Urban Outfitters, just cliche. Topic, in a similar way, I was born in Brooklyn, grew up in Staten Island, loved Wu-Tang deeply, and I would love an actual like Wu-Tang forever t-shirt and yet i wonder is that shit to from a degree 90, like seven from 96 97 yeah. like get a dead stock polygram tag it probably mm-hmm. doesn't come smaller than like triple xl but like try and find one of those and yet i wonder like if you rock that do you look like you're effectively on your urban outfitters outfitters uh ramones t-shirt shit uh i would say yes un- un- except for the galaxy brains that might like recognize the the cut or like the, the fade. cut and the fade and because yeah like the wu-tang logo has been licensed to fucking bolivia, bolivia yeah right? of course um so and like, I'm talking about the cover of the album, so it yeah. wouldn't just be the Wu Tang logo thing. But and like I guess like Florence and I are a little over rap tees, but that might just be because they pro- proliferated so hard yes. in like the I don't know like a wave or two ago in this kind of vintage trend. Exactly. Um, but I don't know what it's like. You know, out I would, in like I would tell you one who cares if you want it, you want it, right? That's like- also that's gonna be like a, a you know an artifact. Yeah. More so than like uh, every day. And that's right. And the second thing, which is even crazy to say this, is that I think that people would look at that and they wouldn't think like, oh, 
Jonah went to Hot Topic or Jonah went to Urban Outfitters. What's crazy, and this is kind of like just a commentary on like the vintage game and and by extension, uh, the vintage rap tea game, people are just going to be like, oh, like he just has bread, right? Because now that's become yeah. the vintage rap tea has just become the status symbol of like he can afford the, yeah. the non-vet Moss Snoop Dogg joint. And that's why he I think I'm not going to cop the, it. Right. And so that that is one, I don't like that element of that's it. one area of garment that uh, has been rinsed to a point that it is a bummer as like hip hop fans, as guys that like were there in that era. And like, you want a, a you want the perfect vintage DMX joint. Yes, like, exactly. Than, exactly. Than but it is a like bummer a cradle to the grave. Gently. A, a, <laughs> it's like a what a guy would wear, like an L.A. guy would wear that to brunch with the stupid fucking pirate hat. Yes. With the Amiri yes. boots. But yet he has on for whatever reason, the actual right tee. And that sucks. Yes. So I would say that yeah. might be past the point. No, it's true. And, and it's not like, I'm like, yeah, but no, but I really love Wu-Tang. But it's like, so did everyone. So, but yeah, but you, can't, but you don't, you're not flaunting that. What you're flaunting is, is a price tag. Exactly. Yeah, it's which tough. Which you're, yeah. So it's like a box logo. And that's why, right. And that's kind of what it's And the become. price tag is why a lot of people are flaunting like the LA yeah. Yeah. guy. So I don't like, think that's you, the grail. You know that I paid a thousand dollars. You know, I went to round two and I blew a fucking bag. And even if I can name five rap songs it doesn't matter it's been uh purchased and flaunted for the wrong reason. right it's been overridden with a bunch of other shit you're the martin shkreli yeah that bought that yeah right. yeah exactly, exactly. no i mean we think just like yeah. like one of the greatest groups of all time and yeah yeah you just can't rock what's your, merch. What's your favorite song off wu-tang forever and is gravel pit on wu-tang forever no. uh <laughs> no it's not uh hell's wind staff which is on disc two um, I always love that one. And what what's gravel, the other one? What is Gravel Pit on? The next was on it's the next record. Gravel Pit's on the, the W. Two later. Damn. Gravel yeah. Pit's on the W. Love um, gravel pit. there's uh, there's one called Visions, and there's one called Hell's Windstaff that are both fire tracks. I'm fishing for outro music because right now we got Franz Ferdinand, mm. and then I threw on Three Six Mafia popping my collar. A lot of collar talk. I, mean, I can only really the only great Wu-Tang project. Forever, Vi- Visions, uh, tr- Visions would be hot outro music. Okay. All right. Let me double check the, the name of that song Bro, uh, for Sham. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, chef, uh, do your fucking job. Um, <laughs> for once in your goddamn life. We're, we're bringing life. it back. You know, you're a year old. Our pod with you is a year old. We're bringing it back to the old ways. Um, what are some small emerging brands that you're fucking with right now? Whoa, is this a segment called Fuck With Not Fuck With? Working title. Wow, there it is. <laughs> it's, like, it's like riding a bike, baby. Oh, yeah, except I thought of, I've never said that before. I thought of a yeah. title for you guys. Hold up, but it was at two in the morning, so it might you be You thought of a title for the own, your own show? That no, 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 for the working title. You know, like, to actually oh, get past oh, the wow, working okay. title. You got a fever dream. It was very close, but it was fuck with this and fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> Big brain shit, dude. Is that good? No, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna need we're gonna need to dial in Aaron. <laughs> Sheesh. Right, yeah, what, are, what are some? Uh, that's, yeah, that's just how comfortable I feel with you that's, guys that's, that I'm gonna show you my chalkboard. That's well, the thing about that we love about you is that you're not a gatekeeper, right? You right, will right. open up yeah. the fucking. You will give an to... absolutely dog shit fucking recommendation, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But no, uh, What's the notepad small emerging brands yeah. that with her now. Let's put some motherfuckers on. Well, I mean, these are like if you've like if you've been reading the newsletter, then these won't be surprises because these are things that are kind of like that have been in the newsletter in and, your arsenal. You know, anything else we've got to we've got to hold up till we publish them. Um, what's been cool? Well, you know, shout out you you shout out Graciano Gutierrez sure. uh, doing amazing shit with Mexican textiles up in Oregon. Uh, comfy outdoor garment. We've written about them a little bit. It's this uh, extremely sick Japanese Gort brand that is basically not available here unless you use a proxy. 
They're in um, your John's. That's how you John's know good. Yeah, they're in the John's. In, right. We just did a master John index to kind of like um, mark a year of Viper's biplane. We're behind the paywall. This was like props to Aaron. She went through every fucking newsletter we've published Crazy. and pulled shit out just to have like it. Because one thing about a newsletter is not particularly searchable. So we want it all right. in one place. Comfy outdoor we garment tried to do something is in there. For our one year anniversary. Mm-hmm. And it not just, it's just it's not hard. <laughs> it takes work. So comfy outdoor garment is super dope. And you kind of, there might be one or two stockists here, but I think for the most part, you're like maybe copping from the UK. Okay. Uh, and their shit is beautiful. Really well made. Very cool. Um, if you follow Brandon Wardell, uh, he's been wearing, and you've admired his like camel and navy fleece. Uh, I know that they're, you know, he's been on the previous podcast, Endeavor that should not be named. It just popped in my mind. He copped that through through the sledder, and it looks great. Little visual and comfy outdoor garment. Um, what else is cool? Oh, and uh, Mantle out of Australia, mm-hmm. another CHCM brand, but like kind of Canori style, similar proportions. They're kind of Very not fine. about. Not about the crazy patterns. It's just about like really nice, solid colors, really nice materials, engineering. It's like designed in Australia and then manufactured in Japan. That shit is dope. The bucket hat that I wear all the time is from them. Uh, and then there's this smaller brand called Cottle, C-O-T-T-L-E, who make the yak fleece mm. that I've written about in the yes. newsletter. Sure. Uh, some of their shit is less to my liking, but they do um, in a similar way. I think kind of what unites you know, them and mantle is the sense of kind of just like it's more about the materials and the proportion than it is about like crazy patterns. Right. Sure. Are there any trends that you're fucking with right now? Besides like, obviously Gorp is like a whole universe, but maybe within that universe of Gorp itself, are there micro trends you're seeing even outside of Gorp? Nano trends. Even outside of Gorp. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What are you, Mm -hmm. what are you fucking with out there? Sorry. What do you, what do you fuck with this thing out there? Yeah, I don't know. Let's think. I'm. It's funny. I'm trying to think. Fuck this and fuck that. (laughs) No, it was fuck with this and fuck this. Okay. All right. I fuck with this. Fuck this. Okay. Got it. I I feel like having sex with this. (laughs) Yeah. What do you fuck with this thing trend wise? What am I seeing that's cool? Well, this is not an answer exactly to the question about like a micro gorp trend, but I, 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 this is a slight diversion, but it's something I did want to talk about. I still feel the need to throw a cuff at the bottom of my pants. Really? And And you see it right there. And it's something, this is, I think this is something that anyone can relate to where you're still on your Mach 3 and you see Mach 4 letting the hems fly. Right. Case in point. Yeah. My my, my beautiful uh, podcast host, letting the hems roll. Like I fuck with the trend of letting it, you know, just, you know, letting the carpet roll out. And yet for some reason I have this hang up. It's just this interesting moment when you still have a catch when you're still back on just like i can't wrap my head around just letting it just like it doesn't feel right i don't feel right and then you'll look at photos of yourself is that like a height-based thing for you because of like you're buying whatever inseam and then it's like well like you can't because for me it's like i would always prefer to have the pants just be perfect right versus like having to cuff it it's or one whatever. man's yeah. definition of perfection though. yeah for, sure for whatever but it's, it's interesting because even like going back years ago when like i copped like the first nice suit i ever copped to go to a wedding i wanted it to have a cuff so i'm about all my that, suits have cuffs though i should have said that like some, we, like the suits that we just got made both those have fucking fatty two inch cuffs yeah. interesting by design yeah so it's yeah. it's it's like a little ballast at the bottom of the leg. Anyway, yeah. so just like an but, anchor. But that said, like, I guess this is like, yeah, this is absolutely a trend. So when you're I a see, super pro cuff. You were at you're advocating for 
all so all pants to be cuffed. No, quite the contrary. I'm okay. kind of like acknowledging that I'm. I know I'm behind the times. I know that it's you should be. You know, if you're just, if, oh, we're so, just talking about trends here. Yeah. If you're on point, you're letting it fucking flow, and you Let might even stack. have some wild stack and wild. Yeah. You know, sure. just like wild break. You love um, a stack, Yoli. I, yeah. Uh, yes, sir. And you do it so well, and yet, like, I'm not just personally. I'm not there yet. Hmm. So I, I maybe 2021, I'll get there. Okay. okay, it's the stupidest thing. But cuffs, hey, I when I was what out, about, was, what about a cinched cuff like we have on these uh, throwing fits three sixteen pants? I like that. You, it gets you, it gives you the weight and the ballast, mm-hmm. but it it allows you to stack a little bit, but it can still flow straight. Yep, little drawstring cuff. The, the, obviously, the Greckies, shout out to Antonio. Yeah, have, right. Exactly. Have a similar functionality. Been those all week, right? I haven't, and actually, I just and I yanked the drawstring wow. out and cuffed them. Wow, that, that's so that's, you, what that's was, an emphatic that's statement. Pl- you were like, "I'm going to draw a line in the sand. I'm going to. I'm going to own. I'm going to own. I don't even want the option. <laughs> I'm going to own. Well, there, you don't want to flip it. I and stuck let the both draw strings, strings in the like dangle even as a little ornamental device. You're like, fuck it. That's I'm not how I'm engaging with them sure. at the present moment. But it's the nice thing we <laughs> can always change our minds. a drawstring, very oh, difficult. literally yeah. impossible. <laughs> I know. We have to like weave in like a safety pin There's or something. Been a you got to get MacGyver style. John's related task than trying to thread a drawstring back into the cuff of Gretchen. I would, but this is any this fatigues or whatever. I think the anyway. reason that my mind went here is because when I wrote this essay about um, how pants should fit, we'd spend some time about talking, uh, spend some time talking about the FAP, the FAP, the Footwear Ankle Pant okay. Interface, <laughs> sure. which was very fun because that came it's a very it's a vexing zone of any fit and when when i was out with sam hein the other night it came up where he said the first thing i look at on anyone's fit is the way the, the break, pants the, the ankle and the shoes that's where his eyes go not the shirt you'd think like oh the well, real estate is up here i was like go where i always go i always thought where of course the but bottom half not, is, is always the toughest yeah. Pants. It's always the well, that's where we separate the, the that's where we separate the fucking men the wheat from the, from, boys, the wheat from the chaff. And yeah, exactly. but specifically, it's obviously the foot. I think the shoes speak volumes. But he like took it to another level. It was like, no, it's not just the shoes. It's how they interact with well, the it's ankle the and how they interact. Right, it's right, the right. Integration it's of that those, whole, the whole total package. You might have, and that's why that's the complex calculus. Look like shit because none of them ever wear the right pants. You might have the fucking you know air. You might be wearing Air Mags to the bar. <laughs> but how do your fucking you know shit stack? I'm just picturing you ripping out the fucking uh, the Garecki fucking uh, drawstring like a dad starting a lawnmower. It was it was like it was real. I was like on the seven train going out to see my aunt and uncle in Queens, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. You did. Uh, oh, that was like in you were in transit. I had been walking around. They've been sloshing a certain way, and I said, right. you know what? Let me try did this. You fucking and- throw them up on a on a telephone wire. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I put. I, I actually stuffed the left one in the left cargo pocket and the right one in the right cargo pocket. <laughs> right, right, okay. Um, Jonah, let's get. I know that you're a, a posy vibes type of guy, but let's get real negative for a second. What are some brands out there that you're not fucking with, or trends too? We can kind of encapsulate. Yeah, let's lump them all on. together. Let's do one negative question. Anything yeah, that you yeah. particularly want to rail yeah. against? What I'm blast right now. You know, the the stage is yours. Aaron, Aaron's gone to bed hours ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your your posy vibes editor. Uh, so yeah, what are you not? Aaron is away. The boys. Will Sorry, hate. what do you what do you fuck this thing? <laughs> when it comes to you, you know, I, tru- I trusted you guys, and I was vulnerable in front of you. <laughs> Yo, listen, Just shared my. You forgot you had the thin skin. Shared my yeah. two a.m. epiphany. <laughs> uh, I'll keep my dreams to myself next time. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, there's no brand. There's no point in me like shitting on a brand. Whatever, something's it's like whack. Obvious stuff. Motherfuckers know gonna, you, don't, you don't need to shout out Philip Line to tear him down. I'm going to I'm going to something more difficult, which is I, I'm because it's not that I'm not fucking with what I'm about to say, but but I 
there's a fatigue around this that I think must be reckoned with. Graphic yeah. tees right mm-hmm. now. Sure. I, it's a, it's oh, a complicated. No racist friends. No, I mean, I own so many and I keep buying them. And it, 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 the allure, the you love-hate relationship. One. You released one. Too. I released one, indeed. Too. Like, the, the, the love-hate relationship with the graphic tee right now is like, it, it's in part, maybe this is just a function of writing a newsletter where we cover it so much. But I'm just kind of like the fatigue that I feel around just tees that say some fucking shit on them is real and yet it's it's like it's probably because it's such a beautiful universal kind of john it's a canvas yeah. where you can put you know whatever you want on it well, and yet i'm for the people. i'm looking at solids a there's, lot more there's these so days. many graphic te- like graphic tees are just so overdone that it is really difficult to like parse through the shit especially now to that bootlegs has stuff. become a cottage industry in and of itself yeah, it's absolutely it's part of it and that's why like when we put out like the dark mode capsules it took a long fucking time to get yeah. those graphics right because we're like this, yes we're not we wanted to look to original we wanted to have like original design or there has to be some sort of like sentimental value to it whether it's like a band tee mm-hmm. right it's with of like a, a artist you actually like and actually mm-hmm. fuck with or something that you connect with in some like way that only you do yes but yes graphic tees I don't know. It's, and, a it's, and it's really sure. hard to find like, even, even original um, graphics out there. Everything seems to be a fucking just lazy. That's yeah. right. There's a lot. Of, so, so it's the right. last graphic tees I found that uh, I really fucked with were Bookworks. Yeah. Book oh, yeah. Those are cool. Yeah. Those are dope. Martin, I want to say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the last time where something like they actually felt like fresh and original and something like that's not you know necessarily out there already out there and one thing that, I, that we've tried to do in the newsletter like while I still caring about t-shirts is find people who are not only doing hand-drawn tees but then finding someone who's doing like airbrushed ones sure. and just trying to find people who are just finding new ways to approach Block printing like what Antonio's doing in yeah it's just something different yeah. just a you know something that's that's some ingenuity you know, unique, instead of just for sure. right, copy exactly. paste on the photoshop right, and yeah. you know send the pdf yeah we're not immune to this like so don't i don't want people to listen and think it's like and i'm not shitting i'm just talking about no, no, i know i'm just like it's, it's a category it's, right now that is very hard to be excellent in. but it's like, almost like that's 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 the true uh, challenge right it's true well, a graffiti that resonates in the fucking trenches of the horse shit. That's yeah, you're right. You're right. Finding some level of ingenuity where you're bringing something new to the table, whether that's like content or just a fucking the bootleg game, just like doing something unique yeah. and special to you. That is how you are going to find an audience. And by extension, hopefully, fingers crossed, get fucking paid, dude. There you go. <laughs> um, Jonah, we want to employ the crystal ball Mach 3 Blackbird spy plane uh, vision one last time in our final question. So we are on the cusp of the horniest summer on record. Mm hmm. I want you to peer into that crystal ball. Tell us what you see. Yeah. I was thinking about this today and this is going to be, this is, I'm not making a statement here. This, these are conversations we're in the lab. All right. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pouring chemicals into <laughs> we're, different we're beakers, chopping it up. One of them might explode. <laughs> yeah, right. Perhaps a title that I was proud of for yeah. a segment. Perhaps you've been a, running. Work, uh, a replacement for a working <laughs> title. <laughs> uh, but I was trying, I was wondering today uh, along the question of the, the five inch inseam and the shorts, mm. I was saying, I think, all right, so there's a picture of Seth Rogen dressed up as the dude who found Pam and Tommy's um, yeah, sex yes, tape or yes, whatever. Yeah. Yes, and he's yes, wearing yes. some big jean shorts on some like Danny McBride eastbound and down like with fifth the, way with shit yeah, with yeah. the mullet. And I was like, is there kind of the non-costumey big short return possible? And I was trying to find, I think my way through that. And I think that I, I went to Blue and Green and saw these like Orslo jean shorts. And I was like, these are actually kind of dope. And they might strike the balance between some goofy, you know, Damn. Seth Rogen playing a character. Anyway, I'm just think about that that might we we're gonna when, do when a shorts roundup when I mean, you were looking at them were you like these are jorts they're like they're like you know 
exquisitely japanese up in a way that, you know, they have like Japanese a jorts. <laughs> exquisite Japanese jorts. You know, like you could tell they didn't look like you were like you've rolled into right. the, you know, into the Walmart and copped the Jordache sure, exactly. or whatever. Um, Which is, I feel like the hardest thing with the big because big shorts definitely can work but it's like at what point do the big shorts become this you know all-encompassing novelty where the rest of the fit doesn't even matter now yes all people can think about are my exquisite giant japanese jorts or like people like people obviously love the photos adam sandler with the like enormous but it's like that works on him and if you actually tried it it because he's a salmon it'd be very hard to actually replicate that but my head has been thinking kind of like now that's it with the horniness people might just want maximum is that sexy is that but is that might not be sexy enough. Might not be sexy. Sexy hiding the skin, hiding the thigh. I do think leaving that, something. Up I do to think there, there's, there's absolutely a differentiation that has to happen between big shorts and shorts, which are usually big. But like we, you know, the Issey Miyake shorts. Yeah, those are se- those are seven. Inch. Those are fire. Those are like, yeah. makes good longer shorts. I have some EG shorts that are like hit yeah. like at mid knee that mm. are longer than five inch. Like they're good big shorts. Shorts, I'm not convinced. I think on. it depends on personally because like the new pod shorts, the 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 son of Mean Green 2.0s that are coming out. That's five inch because that's like a sexier errand athletic short where you need to be mobile. Yes. you need to be limber. That yes. is form and function. Voltroning together to make a perfect product, which we will be breaking down, I'm sure, for a half hour <laughs> this Friday. But I think there, yeah, I think, uh, and I think we're maybe partly to blame for this, where it's like there are no, you know, it's not binary, right? Of course not. Like there are beautiful bigger shorts out there, and it's not just, hey, I am lazy and I don't want to discover personal style and I don't want to put any work in. So two fucking dudes on the internet told me that five, it's five or die. So I'm only doing five. No, there is a spectrum here. And also five inch doesn't mean, uh, you know, if you wear them at your waist, yes, you are going to be showing a lot of thigh. If you're like an average, you know, uh, height guy, I sag my shits a little bit. So it like just hits over the brick of money in there. Talk where, yeah, there's, there's a microphone in there. Jack Frost of selling that blast off. The nuclear football is just stuffed my shorts. There might be a fucking brick of money holding them shits down. So that's interesting. So maybe maybe you want, so big shorts, maybe we're hearing might might be a hammer in the jorts. Short experimentation. Yeah, well, and, and, and yeah, just like, like the jorts came with hammers. My, I guess the question that I'm asking myself, and this is like we're really in the spy plan lab here, is kind of like how how can volume work in shorts this summer? That's a question that I'm thinking about as both I both in width, length, yeah, depth, even <laughs> time. We're, good. we're taking the fourth yeah, dimension. Saying, if, if there's a Subaru out back, yeah. is that <laughs> the, the, the fourth dimension? Yeah. How, how's your dumper dumping? Yeah. Probably like a little less He's length because on the intro. I'm, obviously, you can't get into like. You. The moment for Capri's is not now. No, if it's coming, I don't know if there ever will be a moment for me. And I'm not. You never can say never, but so I'm not really talking about getting below the knee. But I'm just trying to think about ways in which you know we're never going to see like Balenciaga put out some fucking jorts, right? Like, or wait, never, or because I feel like I feel like we're about to. Oh no! If not, they don't. They probably they probably already have, right? Yeah, you know. All right, John. Um, well, listen up, man. You're you're year in to the only slutter that matters. Right. And the goddamn motherfucking boys here, we launched your career. We want to launch mm-hmm. you to the next level. Sure. Thank you. Right. Um, Our pleasure. We want to offer up some constructive criticism that take it or leave it. We highly recommend you take it. We have never failed you up to this point. <laughs> this That's is why true. we are deading fuck with this and fuck this or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, so first up, I'll go first, I guess. For some uh, CC. You know, what's great. When like you know why the baby and little baby are so fucking successful, <laughs> it's their feature game, bro. They're charging a hundred racks a feature. 
They're fucking ubiquitous. They're doing pop songs, doing country songs, they're doing everything, right? That's why they're they're wall to wall, just on the airwaves, across Spotify, everything. Uh, get your feature game up. Guest write our Thursday dumper every <laughs> every other Thursday, please. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like I like the idea of a little synergy, but I but I cannot take on another sledder obligation. <laughs> as as much as I would be honored too to many do that, sledders, you're like I'm wrecked out, bro. I'm, I'm wrecked. I'm wrecked with the wrecks. I'm wrecked with the wrecks. It's <laughs> helter skelter. But that is good advice. Game. That is good advice. Okay. I'm just saying, like, uh, you know, dab, dab, dabble your skills over here. That's sprinkle right. the BBSP magic over here. Mm-hmm. Let's get out there mm-hmm. a little more. Thank you. Uh, as we've talked about uh, ad nauseum to this point, it's like through, there there has been a lot of interesting opinions and some good banter. But one thing is for sure, and we've mentioned a lot, it's that we put you on. That is a fact that cannot be denied. If people come out of this episode learning one thing, <laughs> it's one thing. It's that uh, we put Jonah on, and and you know we do it because we love the game, and you're good at what you do, and it would be a disservice to the people to not stand behind you. And I'm just thinking like, okay, let's think about how can we make this. A two-way street. How quid could, pro quo. Yeah, quid pro quo. How could the boys, you know, get a little juice back from from the mock? What's your beak? I'm, I'm th- yeah, exactly. Um, what about you handle some guest booking for us and maybe help the only podcast that matters get on your level with the guest booking? Maybe just text the most famous person in your phone right now and just be like, "Yo, you already know I kill the profile. You already know I fucking kill the unbeatable recon." Maybe I can fucking maybe I can book you He's getting his phone on the only podcast that matters, you know, and I wonder who that would be. Would that be Jerry? That'd be Jer? Trav? Jerry's probably so this is a, for a while a buddy of mine and I who who do celebrity profiles uh together had this kind of like game where as I said before I don't ask people for photos or autographs but anytime I get a you know person's phone number even if we're not on it like that where I'm going to hit them up I keep it in here. So let's see who would you want? Do you want I think we we discovered Ooh. that ASAP Rocky's phone number doesn't work anymore because okay. that's from that's like old number. That was not, when Peso uh, came out, so it's not, probably not done. Adam Lambert. We can <laughs> yeah, keep scrolling yeah, Adam yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want Adam Lambert to come on uh, the only podcast that matters. Let's see. There's also please don't say civilians' names because some of these yeah. people are just my friends. But let's oh, see. Uh, we got you know that's Saint Vincent's alter ego. Okay, but, cool. you know I don't know. Do you really want her? Ooh, uh, I see a little. Well, not We're only through the A's here. We're only through the A's here. If you are, right, let's let's say you could handle get what? one guaranteed. We, hold up. Yeah. Wow. Bradley no. Pitt. Bradley Cooper. So I'm saying Brandon should, Wardell. Are we? Bruno Mars. Yeah. So Harry White. My bees. My bees Barack are pretty. Barack Obama. My bees are pretty strong. Bruno Mars. Did you say Bruno Mars? What's your strongest letter? Would you say? Uh, I mean, w- w- the Brad Pitt, Bradley Cooper, Bruno Mars yeah, section yeah, here pretty, does seem pretty, pretty solid. And and to be clear, I did text Bradley uh, Cooper after I saw um, Silver Linings Playbook <laughs> and told him that she I was thought gas. it was cool. Good job, bro. Uh, I, slightly she more. She was a big ass slapper by G. <laughs> but most of these people, Catherine, should we get Catherine Keener on the pod? Wow. Yes. All right. Well, so, so uh, can we get Bushwick Taxi? Okay. Um, <laughs> this man is flexing on. Here's my here's, question for you. If you could have one silver bullet and you could get anyone as a fan of the show, as fucking big. Yeah. Game, who would you want to see that you have access to that you think would like would do really well with us? I'm actually really curious if you could book somebody. Who would that be? I feel like, well, I think like Lord would have a blast. And yeah. She, and she fucked. Do you like, do you know that she fucked with, um, of course, dude, you're about, I, yeah, of I've course. Talked she, we've talked about this. We've talked about this. I think though. I've talked about her unfollowing me on Twitter. I, I, I was, think it was after you tweeted, uh, they call her Kate Bush cause of her big hairy pussy. No, that's, that was just a draft that was read. Oh, I thought of a good one today. Just a little deleted tweet. Um, <laughs> Elliot pages, barber should go to jail for hate crimes. I thought okay. of that one. I don't know if you saw that haircut. Guys, I found it. Brutal. 
Louis C.K. Oh, my yes, God. Yes, yeah. dude. We'll talk about subs. Yeah. We'll talk about I got blank. A, I, I got a lot of good blanks uh, for tease. I got a lot of good plants in my apartment that he can jerk off. Into. Have, or is that Harvey? That's sorry. That's Harvey, Harvey Weinstein. Um, no, he's just more of a phone guy. So we can do it over yeah. Zoom and he can beat off the whole time if he wants. I, th- I think I, I think Lord Twitter and I've talked about that and I would love to. Uh, I wouldn't bring put it up to her face. Yeah, I wouldn't put too much. Uh, I, I wouldn't get down about that. Who knows? These unfollows, you know, just they have your fingers. Right, right, right. The Seth Rogen thing. We are going to harass you off my phone. We need some, um, I think you have a better that. plug uh, oh, than me on do him. We? Jake Wolf, where are you? All right, Jonah, thank Jonah. you. Jonah, one year later for coming once again on the only we cracked two hours. I told you it was going to happen. <laughs> Stay tuned for the afters. Uh, yo, what do you want to yeah, plug? Come on, go off. Dude. Where can you the kids the, follow you? Know you? Oh yeah, everybody. You know, if you don't already subscribe, go to blackbirdspyplane.com. Smash the subscribe. If you fuck with it, if you want it to continue to exist, if you want to be the kind of person who financially supports right. rare miracles, right. sure. uh, go behind the paywall. It gets even crazier behind the paywall. <laughs> it really does. Uh, and then, you know, Blackbird Spy Plane on Instagram. Um, yeah, but you just go to blackbirdspyplane.com. Check it out. Jonah, Jonah, thank you for coming Thank on you as always. Thank days. you guys. So fun. The favorite podcast of the only slaughter that matters. Chef. Slap that motherfucking, I'm assuming it's a Wu-Tang song. Wu-Tang Visions. He called his own shot. I mean, that's VIP tribute. You know how the fuck we do. Jeff, run it up. Apocalypse now. Mind over matter. Next batter beat to cap. Put it on a platter. How much uncut? Raw shit we dealing with. Murder track. What? Slang killing it. Touched. You feeling it? In your bloodstream. Deadly venomous elixir. Hammer like sledge. That be sister. All in together now. Follow me to mister. Map candy man. Farewell to the flesh. Death come in the scripture, 2001, bring the rap on my getty young, let it be known, when you walk up in this dead zone, with all that whack shit, now you know you dead wrong, 1,000 lashes. Detonate that, pussy mass and gill rap, cleanse that, the kids rank, snatch collars off, wild riding off, float broke, big boys, Oakland A, stashed away blades, ventilation, let the sharks animate, something shice like seven butcher knives, rolling over style twice, finger itchy like lice, hair fell out, something to conquer, stomp you like that cat blanca, toy tonker. Truck 10 carrot on your monster Bring Rocky like fuck Switch sides like water rods The dad bubble life Preserve the other guys Now fuck y'all Act wilder The style wilder Than the prayer mantis Chilling like Yeah